0: yo what is up everybody it is time for the in off the bench podcast i am daniel ball and i'm joined as always by my co-host my partners in crime my brothers from other mothers jim cross randy Jowers. boys this is a good one tonight we got episode 15 titled aussie diamond of knoxville because we got the aussie diamond herself Lady Vol softball star Charlie Orsini is joining us to talk all things Australia, all things Outback, all things boomerangs, kangaroos, but most importantly, her story and her time at the University of Tennessee. So guys, let's get right to it. Help me welcome onto the show with the biggest interview on podcasting this week, University of Tennessee softball star Charlie Orsini.
1: All right, Charlie, welcome to the show. How are we doing tonight?
2: Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. It is a pleasure to hear that accent. We once heard an accent like that, uh, and it was a Tennessee ball. It was Liam Spence from the volunteer baseball team. And I have a funny question for you because these guys, we all laughed. It was It was one of the funniest things we heard. We asked him what he inspired to do. And as an Australian with the same accent as you, he said he wanted to learn Spanish. And so I must ask you, Charlie, do you know any Australian Bluetooth who disconnected? Speak
2: Funny you say that. So we went to Mexico last week and we had full access to the resort. Fortunate that UT paid for it. And my favorite, what I learned. Uno Uno Pina Colada sin alcohol por favor. Which means can I please have a non-alcoholic pina colada? That's the only thing I know. I think the only thing that matters. But I do know a little bit of Spanish from my little trip.
1: I mean, I don't even know how the rest of this episode is going to go, boys. But right there, that is gold. I mean, she just gave <laughs> us Australian accent Spanish. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know what if I could do with the rest she of it.
3: She really won up Liam there.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and then you <laughs> called out Liam for sitting in a stairwell on his episode. So, you know, she's already doing way better than Liam, too. So. <laughs> no lies told. So, you know, I don't know if it's American. I don't know if it's Australian, but I got to know, Charlie, we always want to know who's your favorite musician or band.
2: Okay, it changes like every week, but I love Pink growing up. Pink was my favorite. Like I was like five and I was like, Mom, let me go to the concert. Let me go to the concert. And she wouldn't let me because it was swearing swear words. But dad and I, I tell you what, when mom went off to that concert, we had our own little concert. (laughs) (laughs) She got
0: got that new album out, too.
2: Oh, yeah. It's actually she's performing in New York on my birthday. So I'm going to have to convince mom.
1: There you go. Well, we know that Charlie's a badass now. She's listening to Pink for sure. (laughs) So this next one, it's not a normal question we (laughs) ask. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if, you, if, if you can't get up for that, right? something's wrong with that. So, so this next one, Daniel, you will appreciate this. I, I threw a little curveball in here for Charlie. Usually we ask what your favorite movie is. But um, at MLB Spring Training, they were holding up a sign as they walked by that says, what is your favorite Disney movie? I was actually excited to watch all these grown men say what their favorite Disney movie. So I asked oh, you, Charlie, I saw that video. What's yours? Yeah, it was the Oakland A's. Okay.
2: I growing up it's changed growing up Little Mermaid
1: 100%
0: let me ask you this yeah do you know anything about Bluey
2: oh my gosh my coach's kids are obsessed with Bluey and they they think I'm related to Bluey like they're like are you Bluey's sister I'm like yeah, like,
3: of And they
2: <laughs> hid the TV remote from me when I was babysitting them. It magically disappeared. And Bluey was playing on repeat for three hours.
0: Ooh. We're yeah. lucky you're even here right now. Let, let me tell you, there are a lot of other shows that would be awful to get stuck watching. Bluey's not one of them. I don't know.
1: I could watch three hours of that by myself.
2: Man, it was it was difficult, but we so went
1: through it. So you said it was Little Mermaid. Then what is it now?
2: Princess and the Frog. Sweet. I just love the songs.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I am I am a New Orleans type person, so you 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 got me with that one. And I when it comes to villains, you know, Doctor, how do you say it? Y'all say it. I can't even say it, man. I don't know. You you the one that speaks all this stuff. What's the what's the villain's name, Doctor? Uh,
2: Fossier.
1: Put me on the spot. Dr. Foster. I do not remember
2: his name. but I call like... him the voodoo
1: man. That's that's the easiest yeah. way to do it. All right. So with that, what was the last movie you saw in the theater?
2: Oh, gosh. Okay. I wouldn't say a theater, but I'm very close with my roommates. And I have a big monitor in my room. And we'll, like, make popcorn. And we'll all sit in my bed. And it kind of feels like we're at the theater. But we watched Ratatouille.
1: And it was a Disney movie. Look at that.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: Daniel's still in the 16 million hour wait to ride that ride at Disney. Oh, man. I rode
3: it twice last time I was there. <laughs>
1: Daniel went when it first opened. Bad timing.
3: Oh, if we got there right on time. We had the genie thing or whatever. But if you, when we walked out, because we got to pass, the, the line went all the way to the gate. You could
2: play a softball game and then waiting lines. Like, I waited for Avatar for like two hours and it was four minutes and 30 seconds of my life <laughs> oh my God. She just,
1: she just nailed disney in a nutshell that is the truth <laughs> all right so i'm interested with this next one who's your favorite athlete besides yourself
2: that's a hard one because i feel like there are so many people who are extremely inspirational as not only an athlete but a female athlete but I feel like for me, you guys probably won't know who she is, but Stacey Porter, by far, she is she's an Australian. She's been to a lot of Olympics. And I, I remember the coolest thing was I was maybe 15 or 16 and I was pitching. And I was so nervous because this was like the top team where I'm from. I'm playing a field with eight Olympians behind me. She comes up to me. She goes, come on, Char, you got this. And I was like, wow, this is my idol since yeah. I was, I have a picture with her at every single softball tournament. My earliest one was when I was maybe like eight. And then I played a game, one game with her and it was the coolest experience. So definitely Stacey. She messages me all the time on Instagram. She's like, "What's your game, good job. And yeah, I have, I'm like, I fangirl over her all the time, but I have to like play it off. Like I'm yeah.
1: And what a blessing. I mean, you somebody you look up to is there alongside you. I mean, that's awesome. So I saw you know, Charlie taking over the mic, and you were asking all your teammates about what superpower they wish they had. But one thing I noticed, Charlie, was you didn't say what superpower you wanted.
2: <laughs> so for me, I feel like mind reading would be really fun. Imagine knowing what, like, Everyone was thinking or super speed.
3: I do not want to know what everybody's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> would
0: you think, Randy, if you knew what everyone was thinking, would you think you were a good guy or a bad guy? Terrible. <laughs> I think most people would.
3: They would. And would find that out people, most people are terrible, actually. <laughs> and I think if people knew what I was thinking, they would know that I was terrible
1: you oh know what God. the worst you know what the worst one would be ready is when you're talking to somebody and you can't remember their name and if they could know that i was thinking oh. about, how i couldn't remember their name that's the worst that happens to like, me all the time
2: i would use an abuser in class like i'd be like oh what's the answer because they're gonna think about the answer and i'm like cheers mate just got the answer free <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: man charlie so let's let's go back take me to australia you know mm-hmm. you're you're what do you call little kids in Australia? Like
2: little ankle biters,
0: little, little, you're a little ankle biter, just, you know, growing up, just trying to figure things out. What's uh? tell me about Australia, because I'm trying to picture where you're from and like what type of place it is, how big you're it like is, like where I live, like what? Yeah. What... Okay. Yeah.
2: So I'm like biased, but I feel like I live in the best part because I get the best of both worlds. So I'm 40 minutes from the Harbour Bridge, you know, that big bridge that you always see when you Google Australia. So I'm 40 minutes from the airport, 40 minutes from the city, 40 minutes from all the beaches. Perfect. Don't get the traffic from the city you get you know easy access in there with like trains and buses
1: do you live but where I, those where those uh pictures that i see the the spiders uh, like webbed everywhere because that's the part of australia i'm not going anywhere near well
2: let me let me while i'm talking let me get this picture up because i live um so 40 minutes from the city i live 20 minutes if you drive 20 minutes bush so where I live on the back of a nature reserve, little like my brother in there for hours, like we had to put an air tag on his bike because you just couldn't find him. He was in the bush all day. Like we call it, you guys call it the, like when you go for a hike, we call it a bush. The,
0: the, the woods. It's uh, you Yeah,
2: know. so we call it the bush. I come home from school, walking my dog with my mom. This six foot snake is out the front of my house.
0: Nope. nope.
2: Them bad boys can kill you in thirty minutes.
0: What kind of snake is that?
2: It's a red-belly black snake. Oh.
0: See, and and it doesn't even really sound that ferocious. That's <laughs> yeah, how you it know it's cute. bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, they ain't cute when you're like, it's slithering at you.
0: Six feet. So, what was the ultimate demise of this snake? Because let me tell you something: that it wouldn't stand a chance. Not, not a chance not not a five second chance at all
2: the funniest was though is like you can't like I I'm like I've seen plenty of snakes like don't get me wrong I'll still be like oh my god there's a snake but it's like oh like walk off and it's evident because when I was walking my dog obviously the word got around in our little neighborhood and there was probably like 10 people poking it with a stick this thing is still alive and we're just poking it with a stick care- carefree
0: that's no no thank you I will. so i get the best
2: back to your question i kind of detoured but i live 40 minutes from the city 20 minutes from the bush and i'm kind of central just to everything it's, daniel
1: it's, you got gators in your backyard and you're talking about no thing i he was about to picture. say yeah he sent us a this picture. man
3: yeah he had like a six seven foot alligator in a driveway <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, give that was- me a snake all day that's that's not the norm. i was during hurricane that's not the norm
3: like dude that, i'm gonna tell you something it's If me never Jim gonna have an alligator where? in our driveway it's big problems we that's got what i'm saying it. me and randy will never have
1: that happen period
0: oh. oh so you know australia seems like i don't know like a pretty sweet place every picture everything that i that i see about it and hear about it it's like this amazing place so
3: Nima. Let,
0: let let's Break it down for us and just be like, give us one thing that's not so good about it. So I don't feel so bad about not, not having the chance to visit there.
2: Okay, so it's traveling. because So my parents left. They're coming to see me tomorrow. I haven't seen them in seven and a half months. I feel bad for them because my mom and dad, what's the time? It's 9.50 here. They left on their flight at eight o'clock. They still have another 13 and a half hours to get to L.A., And then another five hours to Georgia and then a three hour drive to Tennessee. So when they see me, they'll be up to like their 40th hour of traveling. And I'll be like, I don't care that you're tired. You can't give me the attention. So Mm. traveling, it's really far away.
0: Man, that that puts a damper on things because you got to have almost a week extra. Like if you're going to go visit there, you almost need a week extra to get there, get acclimated. And then the same thing on the, the way back. That's too much. Yeah, that's,
2: the first, the first much. Week that I was here, I played softball over the summer for the Birmingham Thunderbolts. And I was loving it, but it got to, like, 5 p.m. And I I would be asleep next to the first base coach because I was so jet-lagged. I that's can crazy.
0: imagine. We, we complain if we got, like, I'm an hour ahead of these dudes and I, I complain every time because I'm – <laughs> It's nine thirty my time, and I'm sitting here tired.
1: She's tired. on your time. She feels you. Oh, I feel she you, bro. Feels, Yeah,
0: I, thank you, thank you. At least somebody understands me. <laughs> so, um, you know, getting back to it, you you mentioned mom and dad obviously coming to visit you. You mentioned brother. Any other siblings, and and if so, what what were the ages between you and your brother or your other? Siblings?
2: So it's just me and my little rat bag brother. He is fifteen. So. It's weird, like I left him and he was probably like this much taller than me. Now he's like six foot something. I'ma see this boy when he when I go home in May or something, June, May. And I'm gonna be like, that ain't my brother when I left him in August. But yeah, nice. just meeting brother and mom.
0: Come from so...
2: a very sporty back, very sporty family. So competitive. Don't ever play any, don't like, I'll be like, I bet I can't. Oh, it'll, I'll turn a competition into anything. I refuse to lose.
0: That's that's what we when we picture you know siblings close in age like that. That's what we picture. We picture all you know a, a beat down at every minute that you can get. Everything's competitive. Everyone wants to win, and then you're talking trash constantly mm-hmm. about it. So,
2: and my brother plays softball. So in Australia, like men are really good at softball. We actually just won the. World Cup, which is crazy. Like, they threw.
3: And it's fast pitch too, right?
2: Yeah, it's like 90 miles an hour. I'll tell you what, I ain't standing in the batter's box. No, me I,
3: I saw that when I was actually researching it. That was over here. We don't. It's slow pitch over here because we're all yeah. older and unathletic. But the guys <laughs> playing fast pitch was crazy. I saw some yeah. videos. They're humming it in there.
2: I, I'll tell you what. Men's softball is, if you ever, like, want to watch, I recommend. They are crazy impressive.
0: What are, but, are the – what How is it? the the distance from oh, the rubber? To, no, get out. Yeah, they, they
3: are. They're forty six feet. I was that's. I looked it up because I saw I was when I saw the her brother. I looked it up like men's fast pitch, and it was in Australia. And dude, it was insanity.
2: One of my friends, he is. He was eighteen when he competed at the men's world cup. How fast do you think he was thrown? Mm,
3: okay. He was 18. I'm gonna say
2: kilometers. I know it in kilometers. You're gonna have to do the little conversion.
3: Okay, well, DB's the principal here. He can do the the. I'm gonna kilometers. say it was 86 miles an hour. DB, what is that in kilometers?
0: Um,
3: one tenth.
2: He was throwing 135 kilometers per hour from 46 feet.
3: Yeah, that's like almost that's that's got to be almost a hundred right In miles an hour. That's
0: 80. Three miles an hour. Yes. That's see. So see, I was pretty close then. Yeah, I, I, that is that is crazy. I mean, there's all right. So there's one thing I don't want to do in men's fast pitch softball is be a pitcher, be the catcher, be third base. I don't want to be any of those positions. Uh, you don't want to
1: be in slow pitch, that third base one. Me and Randy will tell you slow pitch on no. third base is, is terrible I, too.
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually love playing in third because look, let me tell you why. Because I'm not um the reflexes are I either protect myself or die. I would rather <laughs> that than really think about it. But in fast pitch, the ball's coming so much faster that you don't have to generate the speed it does it for you. They're probably hitting it out of there 120 miles an hour every time.
0: Yeah. I, at least in slow pitch, I think you can you can see a guy
1: hundred percent
0: where they're gonna hit the, the ball and randy you're better than business. me
1: maybe i need my eyes checked because that ball came in hot a couple of times i had one hit me off the side of the head oh, oh i mean that's coming fast no doubt it,
0: either way i mean either sport you, you're you're bringing it i couldn't do either of those two so my let me tell off, you I'm, I'm
1: i'm not in the realm of any of the three y'all um I did not play baseball and I play slow pitch softball. My hand-eye coordination is not on the same level as any of y'all. And so that's probably why I'm the one that got hit in the head.
2: Hey, you're an athlete, bro. In my eyes, athlete.
1: I'll stick to football and trying to hit people. I'd rather just do that. So Charlie, going
0: back to, to being an athlete, you just Mm -hmm. said it now, what point do you become an athlete? Obviously we know you played softball. Um, you know, from what we can tell, there was some swimming, there's cross country, track and field, um, all of those sports. And what else did you do? Was there, Or was there anything that you didn't do?
2: Well, school, like sport is very different in Australia. And I feel like I found that out when I got here. So I did more outside curricular activity from school. And that's normal um, for everyone. Like my school didn't have a softball team. So I would have what? What high
0: school did you go to?
2: I went to marion Catholic College, Kenthurst.
0: So there's no, there's no sports at that high school. There just wasn't softball.
2: No, so like it'll be more. It's not competitive because, which is a challenge. Like this was what I struggled with because I was so passionate about becoming the best athlete I could and striving to be the best. But it's hard to be the best in the environment when sport in school was more of a recreational thing for my friends does did that make sense did that yeah
0: so it's it's more of like an intramural let's have fun it's competitive to an extent yeah. that there's a winner and a loser but it's not what's getting you to tennessee to play softball there
2: so of course me being competitive like i won the cross country by like two minutes something ridiculous because the next best person was like there's no point in me trying because this competitive girl, she ain't gonna let anyone win. So I like that part, but
0: yeah. You just probably just dominated people. You just looked at them and they just collapsed. <laughs> They're just like, I'm no, I'm good.
2: Yeah, I just I don't like losing. <laughs>
0: All right, so then if if it's not high school, you're obviously playing softball at a high level doing something. Because <laughs> let me let me read you some of these accolades. So you had to be playing for someone. Extra inning softball, you were rated as a number 21 pitcher duo. Uh, You were number 57 overall prospect in the class of 2022. You were selected as a member of the Australian Junior Aussie Spirit Team. Um, They were slated to compete at the 2020 U18 Softball World Championships in Peru. But um, obviously, we all know what happened in 2020. We're not going to talk about that that we're just going to kind of glance over it um but you were also named pitcher of of the series in the 2020 U18 Australian National Championships I mean with that I mean in that 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 championships you threw 33 innings uh for New South Wales a 0.62 ERA and 45 strikeouts that is just absurd that's just crazy stuff you were also named south wales softball junior athlete of the year in 2021 so a lot of accomplishments a lot of accolades um but i would say none more impressive than your your one and only trip to the u.s in 2019 traveling to mankato minnesota um where the aussie diamonds or the peppers carnival or carnival however you want to say it where you pitched 14 innings, racked up 19 strikeouts, 0.00 ERA.
2: Yeah, I was 15 in an under-19 competition.
0: So when you talk about there's no high school softball because it's not like a competitive thing, but then I list all of those accomplishments, who are you playing for during this time? Like, How do you end up with all of those accolades and, and all that success?
2: So I there's like levels. So I play for my local area which is just like within 7 uh, you don't know kilometers, maybe like 5 miles from my house and then you play in a local competition there on a Saturday and then you get chosen into your like regional team. So like I'm trying to put in perspective. So like I would play for Knoxville and we'd play like another area down the road like we'd verse other people and then from that you get chosen to represent your state so like if i was to represent tennessee and then you re- and then that's the new south wales team which is where i got the picture of the series and at nationals and then you get chosen into the australian team and then you go off and play international carnivals which is pretty cool
0: so basically when you play well you get almost recruited in a sense to play at another level yeah. And then if you do well there, then you go to another level on each one of these levels gives you the opportunities to travel to the States and, and, and play in different things. And um, it's interesting, um, you know, with that, what would you say was, you know, your favorite experience of, of all the successes that you had? Which one was your favorite?
2: It, it wasn't on the list. But it was, I got a call from the head Australian coach asking if I would like to participate in the Olympic training camp prior to the Tokyo Olympics. So I got to, um, it was kind of just like, I got to experience what it was like and I got to warm up with the Australian team and I got to wear the uniform. And I just got exposed to what being an athlete at the next level is. And that was, that was pretty cool. Also standing next to my best friend, in june singing the national anthem was pretty cool
0: as well yeah no doubt what an honor you can sing you can sing
2: not very well
3: good enough to go out there like chris stapleton out there hudden no i was gonna ask so we have talked to we've had a lot of softball players on And it used to be that they would commit when they were like 13, 14 years old to different colleges. And obviously that's changed now. So with you, an interesting recruiting process, obviously not playing high school, but coming into the States and playing and then having the pandemic and COVID-19 happen uh, where coaches couldn't come see you and travel was, you know, weird and all that stuff. How hard was it to talk to coaches and for you to kind of narrow down what schools you wanted to go to without being able to make all those trips?
2: So it was my recruiting process. Karen and Ralph say they've never done anything like this before. So I w- I didn't, my family, like no one in Australia is really, There's, it's only just starting to go college, but really the only person before me was Gabby Plain at Washington. So for me, we didn't really know what to do. So we just emailed coaches, but I started emailing them. 2020 so I was really behind the eight ball given that everyone in my year could commit from eighth grade or something crazy like that so we kept our hopes up like, like oh my gosh this is so stressful I'm uncommitted oh my golly gosh just kept emailing and emailing and the hardest part was is that in Australia our COVID rules were extremely strict to the point that I did 168 days of online learning in my junior and senior year of high school. I couldn't travel more than three miles from my house and I could only go outside for 30 minutes every day to exercise. So getting recruited was extremely hard because not only was I facing the fact that everyone was already committed, but I couldn't leave the country, let alone three miles from my house. So I just kept emailing and then... Um, Karen and Ralph responded and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love Australia. I was like, you should come and see it. It's beautiful. And I did a zoom pitching session with our pitching coach, Megan. So I bet you never heard anyone getting recruited by zoom.
3: Well, no, I mean, I think that we all saw a, a, lot, a lot of things change during, during COVID. So as much as, you know, my kids were definitely doing online learning and that stuff too, but we didn't have the restrictions weren't as tight in the States as, you know, could go more than three miles and all that. So for you, did you feel like you were going to miss out on a high level college like Tennessee or how much pressure did you really feel as you're on a Zoom? Because it's not the same, right? You can mess up on a Zoom call. It's like, well, there's only so much attention span that a coach is going to pay if they're in person. They can read body language, kind of hear what you're saying, kind of feel, you know, the the aura. So how tough was that?
2: It was definitely stressful, um, but. I feel like in myself, I knew I'm given it my best shot. I can't do anything more. I'm leaving this into the what happens happens and I'm so grateful that it worked out because there's no place I'd rather be than good old Rocky top.
3: Good old Rocky top. So that was the next question I was going to ask. Obviously you know you said they reached back out and you know they said they loved Australia without even coming to Knoxville, what was the deciding factor in making you choose Tennessee?
2: So obviously, home is very far away. Like, very. I have to wait until five PM every day until I can talk to my parents. So that was that's really hard for me, given the fact that I've left my whole life back home. Come like coming here, I only knew the coaches. I only knew Car- Karen, Ralph, and Megan. So for me, I wanted something that felt like home, away from home, and something about Tennessee had it. It stole my heart. Like I felt like going there like and it was a big relief like I remember the first zoom meeting we had we all just went I'm gonna go to school there like it was I can't describe the feeling but we just knew it was right so definitely, the family environment that has
0: so let me ask this obviously you get to the point now where like Tennessee is home but it was there ever any point where it began to get dicey, as it that you could even leave Australia? Because this is a tough time to even try to like get any kind of documentation to even leave the country, much less for school, um, and all the just admission requirements that you have to do for that. So, so, what were some of the obstacles in just getting out of the country once you said, "Oh, oh that's where I'm going"?
2: So I was we. It was pretty lucky our border restrictions eased as I was getting ready to go. However, applying for a visa was so horrible. Mum, I know you're going to watch this when you get off the airplane. I love you so much for doing that because, man, I, oh, it was stressful. And like there were some points where we didn't even know if my visa was going to come in. I was going to have to fly to a different state to get have an interview. It was stressful. It was stressful for me. So I can only imagine how stressful it was for my parents. But just like the visa and the legal documents, making sure that I was allowed, especially with um, school. So our school system's different. So my like transcripts, like I know that I had to do a science. I'm so thankful. My mom made me do biology. Didn't want to do it, but I did it. And I got a good grade in it too. So like the difference in like transferring over, not only just like, traveling but the difference in like school softball everything like that
3: so charlie i gotta ask so when you come to tennessee you know obviously you know um you see it on instagram and all that you went straight off the airplane to rocky top mm-hmm. what was the culture shock like and maybe you don't feel that at first but coming from australia to east tennessee
2: well i was in alabama for the first three months of my time in the u.s oh i'm sorry but i uh,
1: <laughs> i know that's that's but, the worst golly
2: um but
1: welcome to america here's <laughs> alabama
2: but every my culture shock was everyone was saying man i was yeah. like at first like i was like excuse me and then i was like oh this is the thing and it's then term
3: like, of endearment
2: yeah so that was like a culture shock Oh wait, what was, was charlie
0: come on down to florida
2: and I have. I was there.
0: You, over Christmas. you Sarah- will never hear that again.
2: <laughs> Sarah Serta. That's where I was over Christmas. So-
1: I just I just want to, Randy, you know, we talk about she's talking about the way we talk. Like I text my wife during this episode already. And I said, she says, cheers, mate. She called ankle biters i mean i said she spoke spanish i was like dude i just i just want to talk like her i want to be around people like her all day every day well
2: everyone now at ut softball when i say no and they say that i sounded like no so whenever (laughs) someone answers no everyone says no like my roommates i'm surprised she hasn't come in here yet and started saying no like she's (laughs) horrible at it but she thinks she's australian she's applying for a for Australian citizenship.
3: It is really hard when I first started talking not to to try to say something, but it's I don't want to, but I just feel myself okay, almost wanting. No, does. no. I, I did it to Liam, but I won't do it to you. You're too nice. You're too nice. <laughs> but so I got to ask you, so on – obviously, you're coming to play for some legendary coaches. They're legends in the game. So as much as it was a, a risk for you and something that you wanted to do, but for them too, right, they're taking a chance on something that they've really only seen on a Zoom and Obviously they can watch film, but I mean, how grateful are you that they're taking or that they did take the chance on, on you?
2: That's what I like. I spoke about this with mom. I said, it's a two way gamble. Like I'm taking the risk of, I've never been to Tennessee before. What if I think the air smells funny or if I think the train track behind the field is annoying. Like you get what I mean? It is it's also a flip side of Karen and Ralph haven't seen me play before and they're taking a gamble too. So I know, it's kind of like a fun little game, but.
3: No doubt. Well, look, it's it's so far so good, right? You seem to fit right in, and I was going to talk about that. You get your first action of the season Uh, this year. You said you're down in Mexico. Thank you for UT for paying for that. And I watched all, all those games, got to see you pitch two innings, striking out the first two batters of your collegiate career. In the 11 0 win over Sacramento State. So I got to ask you of all of the things that you went through, the visa, your mom doing all that, the travel, leaving your little brother, leaving everything behind, what were your emotions like when you finally get in the game and then strike out your first two?
2: I was just so grateful that that ball hit the spot. That's, I was, when I, I can't, when I play, like you've, you've had it, you've spoken to me for almost an hour now. Yeah. You can't, like, I'm bright, bubbly. I'll hold a conversation. When I'm pitching, I do this thing called hard and soft focus. So my soft focus is like turning around, talking to the teammates. And then hard focus, I'll look at one singular lace on that glove. I cannot tell you who the batter is, cannot tell you, can't see the umpire behind the plate, but I I can see that lace on that glove. So I had no thoughts in that moment. And then I went, I remember when I I did a little fist pump. I was like, I did it. And I was happy that the first one was out of the way. I was like, okay, I know I can do it. Let's do it again.
3: Absolutely. So talk about that trip as a whole, though. You talked about how great the trip was, but, you know, and obviously you learned a little bit of Spanish. We kind of talked about that. But what was that trip like for you? Obviously, coming from Australia, you moved to East Tennessee. You spent some time in Alabama, which is like another country. Now you're in Mexico. I mean, what is it all like for you? I mean, you're traveling the world, literally.
2: I'm just so fortunate that the sport that I love has given me so many opportunities. Like if you said to me three years ago, you would be playing in Mexico. I would have laughed. Like Mexico. But it was awesome. It was hot. I love how I was weather. gonna say how hot was it? And it was it was like 32 degrees Celsius, which is like 85, I think, something like that. So it was nice and warm. I liked some like I like that I've traveled, I've been to now I've played sophomore in Australia, US, Mexico, and Canada. And I love that every single country plays the game different. So in Mexico, I liked I liked how important the little things were in life. So I would, I liked how all the locals would come and sit on the fence. They didn't know who we were, but they were cheering yeah. us. I just like my favorite part about Mexico was definitely the appreciation for the little things in life. And it made me take a step back and realize like how fortunate I am to have this opportunity to be healthy, to have access to clean drinking water, because they don't have that there. So that was
3: I say that to, you know, they mentioned it that I I do a little coaching. My daughter plays competitive softball. I talk about perspective a lot. And we've talked about it. on. We've had 189, 190 athletes on the show, and we ask them that, too. Do you ever get a chance to to have the moment sink in? And you have a lot more moments left, right, Charlie, in softball. But it's it's refreshing to hear that you are taking in these moments as they happen because perspective is so big. And as you get older, like we are, we're almost 40 years old, so, like, double your age. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, you, it goes so fast, and it's like in the blink of an eye. But you're right. To being able to think, like, clean drinking water – and the people appreciating that you're there not knowing who Charlie is, right? They just know they're seeing some softball. They love it, and they're getting to cheer you on. So that's that's really great to hear the perspective. But I do got a question. So the team 11-1, and one, you kind of mentioned that you're ranked fourth in the country. There's a lot of expectation around Tennessee. I obviously talked about the weaklers, legends in the game. But since you're so lost to Cal State Fullerton, you guys have won six straight and outscored your opponents 45 to 1. Now, one thing I do hate, and I tell my girls all the time, if they say, oh, losing's a good thing. No, it is not. Losses are never good. But did that loss help your team get more focused?
2: I feel like uh, that loss was, like, I hate losing, but it was a good thing. Like, it was kind of like, hey, we've got some more bite in us. Like, you might have beat us this time, but watch what we're going to do to everyone else.
3: And y'all have. Yeah. I mean, what's the difference? I know, not focused, because I'm sure you guys were focused going into Cal State Fullerton, but very respectable program. But you guys have played some really good teams and, like, dispatched of them, right? I watched the whole Clemson game the other day. That's a really, really solid team. And, you know, we just – look, I mean, you guys are finding a way, scratching them out. The pitching has been off the chain. But, I mean, what is it about – is it the bond? What is it about this team that's making you guys go on this special run so far?
2: I feel like we all just, we have a little, we all just play for each other. We just, I can't describe, it's just a <laughs> dream team, man.
3: No, I, I've I've seen it so far. So I got to ask, obviously we've seen you pitch a little bit. Is there ever a chance we're going to see you in the batter's box? We're going to see you hit.
2: Funny enough, I practiced today. We played a little, little game. It was pitchers versus freshmen. And the pitching team had to like, you just kept running until the ball got back to home plate. We, I didn't hit the walk-off home run, but Ashley Rogers did, and the pitchers beat the freshmen.
0: Let's go.
3: A bunch of
2: POs, and we won.
0: There
3: we go. Look. I'll tell you
2: what, my sad double was – and there was only four fielders, and I got a double, but it was not pretty. I'll tell you what. So, you know what, I'll stick to throwing the ball. I'll stick to being on the other end. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Maybe when I'm back in Australia, I'll hit.
3: Yeah, no doubt. So, obviously, for those that don't know, you know, I said I watch the games or whatever, a big softball fan. My daughter's watching, watches the games. Give us some names of some girls to really watch out for on Tennessee's team, hitting and pitching, because there's really – got a lot of freshmen, a lot of young faces on this team that we haven't seen. So, give us some names that we might not know.
2: I feel like I could, like, rattle off the whole team. Like, I feel like every single person, freshman, super senior – doesn't matter every single person is going to step in the box and be like watch me prove that I'm meant to be here um but I feel like Ashley Rogers she's like I look up to her so much I'm on her team but she is the coolest athlete she throws gas then pitches moves Colin Pickens wow you talk about throwing hard she throws hard she pitched against Clemson I was so proud I was like Carlin, you did so good
3: and as a freshman, I mean, you're a freshman too, but the the moxie, you know, the resolve of a freshman to pitch the way she did against Clemson, I mean, it was a sight to see. I was, I was uber impressed because I'll be honest, I really didn't hear a lot about Pickens coming in and I'm watching her pitch and I'm like, my goodness, she looks like one of the best pitchers in the country.
2: Yeah. Charlie, right. true
1: story that Randy doesn't even know. When I was researching what Tennessee uh, volunteer softball player I was going to ask to come on, I was actually looking at you and her and it was the Australian thing that uh, it was when you did the, when you were asking the superhero question and I heard your accent and I was like, she's the one, like I've, we've got to have her. So I don't care how good Pickens is. We're having Charlie on here.
2: Yeah, My accent. I, I asked um, social media. I was like, you know, what, I'll do every single video. I love talking. Try to take that microphone. You said, I mean, we like your accent, so we'll give you the microphone. I was like, perfect. That's oh, funny because
1: LSU soccer, we've had Shannon Cook on from and she's from uh, United Kingdom and she does the same thing. She does all their videos and she loves asking questions. So I don't know. It's just maybe maybe y'all staying. Yeah,
2: I love talking from the mic. Sorry.
1: The video, the video
3: where, you you know, you guys come out wearing the fur coat and, and pull out the uh, the powder blues.
2: Yeah. some yeah, of, So, yeah. Yeah.
3: so yeah, Summit Blues. I apologize. RIP to pass. Some legend in the game. Andy, how that do you right? mess that up? Randy? I, I know. Big, big, big fan. I'll edit so that
1: out. I don't want to put you on blast. Y'all ever, who,
3: who was the player wearing the fur coat, Charlie?
2: That's Aubrey Leach.
3: She, I, she was rocking that thing, though.
2: Yeah. How,
3: how fun was that video? It looked like y'all were having a blast.
2: It was because so we were we circle up at the end of every practice and this music started playing. And Karen was like, turn it off!" And we're like, oh, someone's going to get in trouble. And then we're talking and the music's still playing. And the two boys walk out, our managers in suits. And we're like, what on (laughs) earth is going on? And she's in the pimp coat. Yeah. And then she takes it off. And we're like, that's the first time we ever saw that uniform. And we were, some people were crying, jumping, laughing. It was the coolest.
3: That's so clean too. So Last question I got before I turn you over to this or that. The Tennessee Classics on deck. How excited are you specifically and your team to be to debut at home? I and mean, you guys have started out the first what 12 13 games on the road. How excited are you guys to be in Knoxville playing in front of our home fans?
2: I'm super excited. Not only because my parents will be there for the first game, but I have I've made so many friends, not only athletes, but people in my class and I have people messaging me, like my friends like I'm going to come and cheer you on. So just knowing that I have my teammates, my coaches, and people supporting us, like cheering us on, it just makes me happy that we have so much support. And it's going to be a good environment.
3: Great environment. I will tell you, though, Charlie, I'm sure you've probably been told this, but Tennessee fans, loyal to a fault, a little bit crazy. We're a little crazy. It's fine. But as far, obviously, you guys have a legendary history with that program. Um, but, but for me personally, it just, I'll be there watching you. I'm six and a half hours away, so I won't be in person alive, but we They're definitely, bad. me it's and fair. I have a, that's right. I have a 13 year old daughter. She watches the games and, uh, we'll be watching for sure. And I'm excited because I think that, you know, last year ended a little unceremoniously. I thought the team had a lot of potential and I think you guys can just take that torch and, and run even further with it. Sure.
1: So, so uh, I
2: fire
1: I don't have the schedule up just at the moment. I'm pulling it up as we speak. We, I'm going fa- to find this yeah. out for Randy right now. Uh, see, Ole Miss comes to y'all because Ole Miss is the closest school to – Oh, I've already looked it up. They don't oh, come anywhere near us. They don't come to Starkville either? I
3: don't
1: know. I don't even think they play. This, do they play yeah, this? they don't play them. Fayetteville, that's, you can cut the draft to four and a half hours. It's, it's a little bit shorter.
3: They play in LSU in Baton Rouge the week before. We're already down there two weeks before.
1: You could cut your drive only by a couple hours, unfortunately. He could, if, if it was Oxford, he could make an hour drive. It'd be a lot easier. So, But ne- <laughs> next year, he's got you. He will be in Oxford only making an hour drive for that series. And then I promise you, Randy will have no problem giving all the Ole Miss fans a problem in the, the in business. The Out of way. <laughs> but I'll say this in regards to that. He brought up the video with the jacket. I saw that the day it was released. And, you know, people have an issue with Tennessee baseball and softball. The swagger is amazing. They're just jealous. It's, it's plain and simple. Y'all Tennessee, I'm an LSU fan. Y'all bring more swagger than us and everybody else, whether it's softball or baseball, y'all y'all know how to do things.
2: Yeah, we are with everything school.
1: The everything school. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, Randy reminds me of that because y'all well, I went to the football game and y'all came down to Baton Rouge and beat the mess out of us. So uh, y'all are pretty good at everything, but <laughs> With that, we're going to get on to a game. And you know what? Like, I mean, if there's anybody, Daniel, that I feel like is a going to be a professional at this or that, it's definitely Charlie. Like, I mean, so I'm going to lay down the rules, but uh-huh. I, I, I know you got this. It's it's one option or the other. You just can't say neither or you can't say both. You ready?
2: I'm ready. Bring All it on. Right.
1: All right. You know, can you say, Daniel, can you say the words a softball question out the gate to a softball player? <laughs> no, this no. is a,
0: a layup. It's a layup. Solid. See, a little, he normally he normally
1: he normally does this or that. He passed the buck to me. I don't know why. I think he's scared of you, Charlie. He's intimidated.
0: That's that's not the case. I was just being a team player. Equal <laughs> opportunity uh you know,
1: interviewer here. Yeah, i hear you. So the layup question pizza or tacos? Pizza. What do you eat on your pizza?
2: Yeah,
3: I'm I'm curious.
2: Okay. Depends who's paying. If I'm paying
3: Say it's free. You're not paying, Charlie.
2: Garlic pizza with shrimp
1: on
3: top. Oh, stop. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Next question.
1: <laughs> hey, that's how I made it, it up right there. It, it, ain't, it ain't where I thought it was gonna go, but it ain't much better. Where
3: do you stand on pineapples?
2: Uh-uh. I okay. will would... that's you, like you recovered.
3: uh uh-uh. Anchovies? Uh-uh.
2: Oof,
1: okay all right so are you more of a beach person or a lake person
2: h 100 percent. i'm from australia it's an island come on
1: i don't know some people like hitting the lake i don't i don't especially uh, you, you four I ladies, so. y'all, y'all be like uh water skiing out on the lake and doing crazy stuff
3: i don't want island. any water it's that big i can't island
1: see too. <laughs> it's a big island he said it's a big island but
3: i don't want any water that i can't see like, what's underneath it? You know, I don't, the lakes kind of freak me out a little bit.
2: Yeah. Like, what's under it?
3: Well, what if it's a red belly black snake or whatever
1: you say? Yeah. She sent the picture of the sun. snake. They
2: okay, were swimming at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> That's where we want them because they're dead.
1: Okay. So I used to always think I wanted to go to Australia. You show me the picture of the snake. I've seen the pictures of the giant spider webs. I know that you got alligators. And then on top of that, I see the pictures of the king or the videos of the kangaroos punching people, biting each other. I, I don't want nothing to do it. you know what I'm never going down under. I can't fun do
2: fact, this. Fun fact, I was on a movie TV commercial that would play every time in the movies for an Australian zoo. So if you ever come to Australia? Featherdale Wildlife Park.
3: Let me ask you a question, Charlie This is not part of this or that, but like do kangaroos just like walk up to your back door?
2: So, not where I live, but my cousin's house they do, and my mom's work they do. So, like, when it would rain, I would pitch at my mom's work, because she had, like, a big indoor center, and kangaroos would be, like, 100 feet.
3: Like, I mean, do they, like, come up and, like, like put the dukes up? Like, y'all gotta throw hands? I mean, what's the uh-uh. deal? They'll, like, it,
2: they'll, it, hop, they'll hop I, away, but some of them, like, if they've got a little, like, joey, maybe.
0: I picture a kangaroo, every kangaroo in Australia that comes up to you or gets near you has boxing gloves on it's, yeah. it's auto- automatic.
3: Like, like that guy that jumped out of his car to save his dog and like punch the kangaroo in the face, yeah. Ray- in the
2: face.
1: charlie Randy, is such a boring life we got raccoons and squirrels they got gators and kangaroos bro hey jim i'm cool
0: with it dude
3: i'm
1: cool
0: with it uh-huh. charlie what do you what's your what's your take on outback steakhouse <laughs>
2: So here's the thing. I've never had it in America because I'm kind of scared. I feel like they're gonna say to me, G'day, mate, and I'll be like, What did you just say? <laughs> no, they're gonna
3: say good day, ma'am, and you're gonna be like, what? I'll
2: be like, No. The little no. But um, my dad cooks in mean steak, so like we never really went there.
0: Do they are boomerangs a thing in Australia?
2: Um, like yes, but I like it's not really it's it's um traditional to the indigenous australians so it's very it's for like aboriginal people like it's like part of their culture but not like for me
3: i've never seen one work in person All
0: right. yeah i i've never i think i've seen one and tried it and yeah it doesn't do what it's supposed to do <laughs> what let me ask this last question and then jen can get back to this all of these hit me at
1: once yeah you you gave me the this or that segment just so you could take it from me
0: <laughs> do you is crocodile dundee like the chuck norris of australia
2: like my dad would walk around and, that's not a knife this is, a knife. <laughs> this is like, a knife i'm like dad you look nothing like you man <laughs>
1: If there's ever a time that I've tried to impersonate, you know, an Australian accent, it's always been with the crocodile dundee. I don't do good at it. I'm sure both these guys have done it. We've all said. Oh, it's not for right.
3: sure. This is no life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so moving on, this these are the questions I'm actually interested because in, we were talking about uniforms earlier. We're going to start with uh, two matchups and then, and then we'll face them off. So the pinstripes or the, the orange uniforms? Orange. All right, the smoky grays or the blues.
2: Oh, Grace.
1: All right, so now give me the grays against the orange. Grey. So smoky grays win it.
0: They're so clean. Yeah. Those are good uniforms.
1: I kinda hate the smoky grays because that's what Tennessee football wore when they came into LSU and whooped our ass. So
3: we're gonna wear them Friday night too when we come down to Baton Rouge.
1: <laughs> you ain't ready for that smoke, but we'll we'll leave that for another another segment. All right, Charlie, is the glass half full or is it half empty?
2: Half full. I'm a very positive person in life. I feel like you gotta be. Uh,
1: I can definitely tell that. I I have no doubt. I'm not a positive person. It's half empty all the time for me, but (laughs) that's me. All right, this one's gonna be fun, all right? So you had mentioned the concert earlier in New York and all that. And so that may play into this question. First, if you can go to any concert there is or any sporting event which one are you picking concert or sporting event
2: okay i feel like that's hard because i feel like the super bowl because we don't have american football in australia So like my first football game was the ball state versus tennessee football game didn't know any of the rules i was did asking you, did you
1: go to tennessee versus alabama by chance
2: i sure did and i sat it right in front of that goalpost.
1: Yeah, that's what's I was up.
2: Like, my card, Oh my gosh. She's like, Charlie, be quiet. This is this is history. Like, where
0: where did that goalpost go? It's currently
2: kind of like the bottom of the UT River.
0: In the river. Who who did it?
1: I know. Charlie. You, know. you were everywhere. there. Randy, are you jealous with all these Tennessee athletes who've came on and said they were a part of this process? I I yeah,
3: I am. I'm very <laughs> jealous. I think Charlie like tore the goalpost down and threw it in the river.
2: Well, I had recruits. So, I was on my best behavior. So, I was watching it all unfold. I wasn't face on to my mom like, "Oh my so god, you, never coming home." And
3: You yeah. saw it happen, but you didn't participate.
2: Right in front of my face.
3: Okay.
1: All right, so and You're not a snitch. So, <laughs> we know you want to go to a Super Bowl. We'll, we'll we'll expand upon this. We'll we'll give you the Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and go music concert. So, who are you seeing and where?
2: That's a hard one. I feel I've been to a Pink concert before. Fabulous. I would so go if you could times. go see
1: Pink anywhere. Because you mentioned New York, but is that the spot, or is there somewhere even more glamorous you want to go see Pink?
2: I don't. New York sounds pretty cool. I really want to go there. So let's go New York. Pink in New York, mom. 4th of November. Where,
1: where? Where's the? Uh, where's the Super Bowl? If you could pick the destination for the Super Bowl, what city you want to go watch it? Hmm.
2: I feel like I went to Vegas over the summer with my family. That would be pretty cool with all them pretty lights.
1: So, so New York and Vegas, getting it done with the big bright lights. Mm-hmm. All right. Such a such a tourist thing to say. <laughs> all right. Well, now we're really going to find out about you. You know, you're you're very outdoorsy and you're very you're very tough, tough young woman. So with that, I got to know. Would you rather be attacked by a tiger or a grizzly bear? And let me just go ahead and say, before you think about this answer, there's no good situation or scenario in this, but it's about which one you would rather try to fight off.
2: All right. I'm playing tactics. <laughs> I feel like, look, I'm, I'm I'm not the slowest runner, but I'm not the fastest.
0: Oh, Lord. Here we I go. I have a this. very good
2: feeling. Hey. If I'm going to outrun a bear or a tiger, I mean, the tiger can probably climb of tree. And I can climb a tree, so that's no good. But I feel like can a bear climb a tree?
3: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
2: Oh no!
1: And, and Charlie, like let me tell you. What, it. And let me tell you why they started to freak out a little bit. We've only had one person who actually had the audacity to say they would outrun them, either of them, and it was Christian <laughs> Scott from Tennessee baseball. So don't be the next Tennessee athlete that said you'll outrun either of them because it ain't happening.
2: I ain't outrunning them, man. Oh. Blake Burke, you know from the
1: baseball. Yeah, 35 miles an, an hour, hour for the Grizzly Bear. Blake Burt, big old Blake Burt from the baseball team said he's going to play dead with the Bear.
3: And he's like the only one I think has a chance with the Bear.
2: This is my this is my strategy. I'm walking through the Smoky Mountains. I see a bear. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm going to walk slow. The bear starts running. I'm going to run. Remember, I won the cross country at school. I got the endurance. I don't know if that bear does. I'm going to run to Publix, get some honey, throw it at it. I'm out of
3: there.
2: I win. I think I'm not the,
3: thinking about going back if I get away. Yeah, Charlie's so nice. She's like, let
1: me get you some food. I see you're hungry. I think her best shot would be to just talk to the bear. I mean,
2: oh yeah, she's I'd such like, a
1: delight. What? She she might become best friends. They might sit down and have honey together.
2: Come on, man. Let me pause. All right.
1: All right. So we're really gonna find out about you with this last question. This this tells us everything, Charlie. Would you rather betray your best friend? and i mean betray them or be jailed for a crime you didn't commit
2: wow i'm really going to get exposed here how long we in jail for
1: 5 All years right. minimum yeah we we're going 5 years
2: what what's what's the what did i do what did i do
1: something you didn't do <laughs> Something you didn't do, but know, like, but like, what we'll, we'll we'll say I don't know I don't know what gets you five years these days. Um I don't know I guess like, am, I charge?
2: am I catching a building on fire? Like,
1: I think I think you beat somebody with a softball bat with it's an assault charge.
2: Yeah, sorry Mads. I'm gonna have to betray you, Brian, going to do.
1: <laughs> well, I'll Honestly. let da- I'll let Daniel tell you exactly what he would do. Look, Charlie. These two dudes are my best friends.
0: But when it comes to this question, I, I'm going to stick the knife as far possible in their backs and, and just roll out because I ain't spending 10 years, five years, five weeks, five minutes, five seconds in jail. Just not doing it. I'm I'm not even going in the parking lot. He said he ain't even visiting us. If we're in jail
3: for the crime he committed, He like, good luck. Yep.
2: Like, I look, I feel like if I went to jail, totally, I ain't ever going. I'm a little too, goody two-shoes. But I would have everyone wrapped around my finger with my little accent. Like, want <laughs> hear what I got to say? Oh, wow.
0: Gather no. around, mates. He'd be yes. like, no, Charlie, you're going to hear what I have to say.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't survive a day in jail. Maddie, on the other hand, she'll survive. She'll take a... Nor.
0: Gnar. <laughs> oh Charlie, that you're off the hot seat. That's it. You, Thanks for you, having you, me. You survived. So I'll give you the option right now. Plug or promote yourself anything that you want. Any this is your time.
2: Vol softball. We're cool. Come watch us.
0: Vol softball. So let me let me do let me help you out because I, I know your mind is on the game. So if you want to check out Tennessee this weekend, they got a double on Friday. They got probably most likely a double on Saturday, right? You know you know that you got App State at 3 Eastern time on Friday. You play Jacksonville State at 5.30 Eastern time on Friday. You turn around Saturday uh, for brunch at 12.30. You're taking on Belmont. And then I guess it's to be determined based on who wins and, and all that on when you play again and who you play. So check them out. SEC plus network going over to UTSports.com. Click watch, click listen. You'll get to hear the game, watch the game, check it out. You'll get all the details and you'll get to see the Lady Vols do their thing. If you want to know more about Charlie, if you want to see what she's doing on a Wednesday night, maybe she's recording a podcast. Maybe she's, you know, watching Ratatouille. Who knows? (laughs) Go. going over to Instagram at Charlie or or going over to at ball underscore softball. You'll get all the details for the games and you can just follow them and, and see their progress and see if, if 11 and one turns into a conference championship and a conference championship turns into a national championship, who knows could it happen? Right. Yeah. So no, here's going to here. happen.
1: We're speaking into existence, Daniel. Let's, it let's speak it into. We existence.
0: want Oklahoma. Yeah. So, so, Charlie, when when all that happens, you got to come back on and we got to talk about it. For that's sure. the only that's the only deal. Can you do that? You time. All right. I that said, is, be
2: in front of the camera. I love talking. I'll let's
0: it is a deal. It is done. We're, we're bringing you back on. Actually, we'd love to have you back on regardless of, of how it goes. So um, you've been great. We wish you all the best. Good luck. Be safe. Be healthy and go Lady Vols softball.
2: Thanks for having me. I've had a blast.
0: Absolutely, that's Charlie Orsini, everybody. We're before you take... let her
1: go, Daniel. Hold on, hold on. I think Randy oh. has a special a special visitor that wants to talk to Charlie. Charlie oh, this I... don't
0: happen that often. Charlie, I got it.
3: This is a special guest. She wants to say, hey, she's nervous. She's standing beside me, like geeking out right now. So I got to <laughs> see. She don't even know what to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give her the mic though. Pick
2: that off. It's too big for your head. Put it on. What? Hey, Charlie. Hey, girlfriend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You're so pretty. Uh, I could hit you with the inner reverse card right now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> These things are too big for my head. Would what I position win? do you play? I play second. You picked the wrong one. You got to be a pitcher, girl. I tried. It didn't work. <laughs> Pitching? Yeah. It's all right, though. She
1: can, she can rake, though, Charlie. She she can swing it.
2: Randy? She's good. All right. Oh, yeah.
1: All R- right. Randy yeah. ain't got the pit. Ain't
0: got the patience for her to be a full
2: we'll count. Load yeah. of bases, two out. Okay, box. What I'm p- in the box, right? Yeah. What pitch do you want? Hmm. If it, uh, to hit a good ball, I want to hit the um, home run, the winning walk off. Uh, down, down by run, probably low, but probably low down the middle. That's <laughs> where. I, that's yeah. That's where I don't want to pitch it. Why do you hit it up high? when I'm pitching, I don't want to pitch anything. Oh, talent. pitch it! Oh, yeah. oh, I thought I don't pitch. I, I don't know, pitch. but she
1: does. That's what she's saying. She's not okay, throwing. I you. got
2: it now. I got it now. I thought we were talking. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> well, you hit the home run. You won. I pitched the fatty. Oh, okay. I'm gonna hit. It. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it out of the park.
1: Oh, we go. got a chat. We got a challenge on our hands. Charlie, when season is over and, and Lila's got some more time under her belt to get some get some practice in, we're lining this up.
0: Well, this, this is what we'll do. We'll put we'll put Lila on Zoom and you on Zoom and you'll pitch and she'll swing the bat. This, will...
1: <laughs> this is so, so like uh um the Wii baseball.
2: I was just about to yeah. say that. Yep. <laughs> that would be so funny
1: but charlie we'll let you get out of here we uh randy said lila just had to talk to you so that that's the first so you got to be the first guest to get talked to by one of our kids
2: it was lovely to meet you it was lovely to meet you too
0: all right charlie appreciate that that's uh you gave randy has some some brownie points and some some dad credit going into the account so i'm sure he appreciates that too
3: thank you charlie
0: all right charlie get out of here go do what you guys do and good luck this weekend and we'll we'll catch up soon
2: thank you so much
0: absolutely that's no charlie. charlie orsini everybody we're gonna take a break we're gonna plug our sponsors when we come back we got a lot of headlines and a lot of baseball to unpack
1: do you like having posters and supporting your favorite athletes well the athletic collection gives you a chance to do that with the best posters in the game They have many different teams with many different sports. Myself as an LSU fan, I just got myself LSU baseball, LSU gymnastics, and LSU soccer posters to put up in the man cave. So get your posters today at The Athletic Collection, which you can find on Instagram and Twitter.
0: Welcome back to the end off the bench podcast we got some headlines for you really we're just gonna be unpacking the weekend that was in college baseball and jim i will let you start it off because your team the lsu tigers number one team in the land go ahead and, and and tell me about lsu baseball this past weekend
1: uh, yeah, so they were at Round Rock and um, obviously did extremely well in the first game. You know, shout-out to Iowa's coach who um, purposely set up Brody Breck to go against LSU. Um, shows uh, a good a good uh, coach right there strategically pitching a certain pitcher against a lineup that he feels like he can do well against. Um, kid was touching 101 Um pitched a solid game, and then Simpson came in on relief. But Iowa um, – LSU had their chances. They stranded they stranded a lot of base runners. Um, but nonetheless, um, they didn't take care of business. Iowa did. I think Iowa's no slouch. As far as the Friday night game, the only thing to talk about is just Paul Skeens, man. Paul Skeens, Paul Skeens. Um, dude is electric. Um, if it wasn't for Randy's Tennessee boys, which he'll get to, um, he he would have had the, uh, the most Ks for sure on the weekend. But uh, and then um, you know they clearly show that they were pissed off about that loss to Iowa and just absolutely um, take it to Sam Houston State. Everybody gets in and our boy Braden Joe Bear, guest of the show, multiple bombs. Randy, I don't know how many clips you got to see, but you know one of the talks was about the errors coming in the season. They only got two on the season, um, but none are from Jordan Thompson. As a matter of fact, my guys got about four or five web gems. Um, you know, they said that he wasn't healthy last year. Um, George Cruz told us that he was going to be an X Factor man. You like what you're seeing out of him?
3: Yeah, I like what I'm seeing out of LSU as a whole because you've seen them win multiple ways now. You've seen them be dominant with their offense, you've seen the, most of the pitching be really good. Um, and you've seen them win the close games, blowouts. I think that the Iowa game was an anomaly. I think that you're right. I was not a slouch, but I think that if they played, Ten times LSU wins seven, maybe eight. Well,
1: yeah, and I think and I think the Jay Johnson experiment with Riley Cooper has now shown itself because that was the Iowa game and he got beat up on. It's and if you just look, whether it's Ty Floyd, my boy, or Christian Little and how he's looked, and then of course, Thatcher Hurd looked phenomenal against Texas Super, Bowl, and that was winning a game. You know, getting past the weekend, Daniel, just to bring you into the midweek game um maybe as good as midweek game as you'll ever see in college baseball um texas and lsu just have an absolute pitchers duel um then it gets to the ninth um they bring in they bring in their closer well he walks two guys and y'all know how that goes and then gavin Dugas comes in and absolutely rips a bomb um and then christian little comes in closes the door so um and you know
3: what they say too you know, daniel knows this is a pitcher if you if you walk batters you're you're going to get they're going to score runs it's just the way
0: well it's, i felt it's good about the situation good it's it's hard enough to win games
1: when you're good on the mound much less when you're giving them opportunities well listen how good i feel as an lsu fan and, and y'all would feel the same way so you have Dugas coming to play no outs two on well guess who bats behind Dugas? dylan cruz who's batting damn near 600 so you feel he pretty got a good pitch to him. Yeah. So you feel pretty good that you're, you're going to get a run in then. And um, of course they did and they, and they got the three and then closed it down. Um, What I'll say is, you know, and we've talked about this, Jay Johnson has the talent. It's now coming to the time where he's had a couple of weeks. This is going to be the last week where he's really going to be able to figure things out. The biggest question I got for you guys, like, or not even asking y'all, but it's kind of rhetorical, but like, so Ben Napol has been making some plays at third base. I mean, some plays he made sports in the top 10 and Tommy white is not known for his defensive ability. So I'm thinking if Jay is going to do the right move because Napol can hit too, I'm thinking the has got to be your third baseman and Tommy white's going to slip to the DH, which is going to take another spot from everybody. I'm hoping that he doesn't move Morgan off first anymore, especially the way Joe bears but He's got so many dudes. He's got to try to fit in this lineup. And then, as far as the pitching staff, I think it's the guys that I said all along. I think it's going to be Ty Floyd is that second guy, and then it's going to be either Little or Hurd in that that third spot. And I think Chase Shores is going to be a part of your closing rotation. But he just he has a good problem to have. Just so many dudes to choose from. Um, I just hope he makes the right choices um, going into SEC play. I mean. It's- is he, is he making the right choices now? Uh, he played with some things. I don't think Riley Hoover should have ever been starting, and I don't think Braden Jobert should ever not be starting, and he, he has now proved that, and he's I don't think he's not going to start anymore, at least for now, because he's just hitting nothing but bombs. Um, But, I mean, he's not doing a bad job. I mean, Daniel, it's, it's a hard job. Like, I can't imagine trying to choose between – a lot of these dudes it's, it's no different than Alex Milazzo we we have had numerous guests tell us other catchers say defensively he's probably the best in the SEC and yet he is not touching the field for a freshman in Neal I mean that's how much talent they, they got it, it's just wild so we'll, we'll see how it all comes together like Randy says to me all the time let Jay do his thing he gets paid a lot more money and knows a lot more about baseball than you so even though I have my opinion just let him do his thing it'll all come together.
3: But I Street. think that if you're looking at it from like a coaching perspective, would you not rather find out now that Riley Cooper's not your guy than find that out when you're in the SEC, you're deep into the SEC season, maybe in the spring and the fall, he really had something going and got into the games and now Jay knows. So Jay can move on from that. And they hired the the pitching coach. I can't think of his name. West right Johnson. They hired him to, to really help there. Right. Yeah. They had to be seeing something in Riley and you're right. It hasn't worked out. But they do have a lot of arms. Christian Little transferring in from from Vanderbilt, he's looked really good. You mentioned Thatcher; heard they got a lot of dudes. I just think they got to figure out what they're going to do. More, so what I can, cons- what I'm concerned about is keeping all the bats happy more than the pitchers, because pitchers really understand that you're only going to get the ball so much. You only have so many guns in the bullet as a batter. You only get so many at bats, and I want all of mine get
1: and I think to your point, so when you look at a guy like Paxton Kling that he's been adamant about getting into the lineup, that's a guy who will immediately transfer out probably if you don't give him the time. So you got to keep these guys happy. You know, and and I was bringing up the Milazzo thing. I had an interesting thing. You know, we had him on the show. He was named after Alex Box Stadium. So, I, his dream was to go to LSU. I couldn't see him transferring out, but if the freshman holds the spot now and he does well all year and he doesn't play, I mean, that's going to be his only option, right? Yeah,
0: well, yeah.
3: Probably.
1: I mean,
0: you, you know how this is going to go. I mean, think of the portal at the end of last season. And it's only going to magnify – and I would say it's going to magnify itself even more for teams like LSU because for that reason, you're going to have guys that aren't getting playing time that know that they could go somewhere else and get plenty of playing time. And it, it, they don't have to go far to do that. And they don't, like, they don't have to – they may not be in the tier of an LSU, but they can still c- compete at a high level and probably compete but, for a championship. At the and LSU. also
3: in college baseball, you don't have to. You don't have to compete at LSU to get seen, no. Nope. To make the tournament, to get scouts looking at you. I
0: mean, you you don't even have to finish college. Well, so this is true. I mean, I I would say this. I think you know, to your point, Randy. Now is the time that if you're gonna tinker with things and figure stuff out, now's the time because you you don't have any other time that doesn't matter as much to practice and, and and toy with certain certain things and certain people than what you have now but i think two of the toughest things as a coach is figuring out that combination that lineup that rotation that wins and then when you're not winning figuring out what that combination is to negate the losing well and like, i the, think and those the... two go hand in hand but i think those are the two toughest decisions that you know, or complex decisions that coaches have to face. And well, right now they're winning games. And that's what makes this hard is because, well, what do you stick with when you're trying a couple of things, but you're still winning games? Right. Don't well,
1: I mean, that's, that's a no brain. Yeah. Well, and the thing that me and Randy hate, right. The Trey Morgan thing that, and, and I, I neglected to mention who is playing first, it's actually Jared Jones and he's been raking So it creates the problem to where I think he's, tra- he's going to end up sending Trey Morgan back to the outfield, and, and I just, I don't know. Um, there's so much talent, I, but I think he's going to, because Jared, because of the other thing I just told you he, Tommy White's probably going to be your DH. We're going to not play Tommy White. Like after all that, so, I mean, I don't know, which he's got to get healthy. You, I know you're probably say, fixing to say something. He he did rip a nice double uh, in the the game the other day, but yeah, um, he uh, yeah, he doesn't look like he's back right yet. May they may have rushed him back too quick.
3: Well, he probably feels some of that pressure too, because like you said, all of the the bats in the lineup. But if you think about it, when an SEC team starts the season, they just get a series of midweek games. the The relevance of the games doesn't really matter right now, because it, if you go into the SEC and win fifteen games, is always the benchmark. You win 15, 16, 17 SEC games. You're in the tournament. You're doing your thing. So, these games really don't matter that much. That's why when I see LSU fans, when I saw Tennessee fans, all this, you know, we lo- we lost a game. Who cares?
1: It doesn't yeah. really matter. It's really just the it's just Unless the you're Mississippi State and you're yeah. getting beat a lot. Well, yeah. and I was going to say something about the – well, no, the, hey, hey, they've been winning some games. I was actually going to say something about the opportunities and, and when you can lose your spot to both y'all. Uh, listening to the broadcast last night of Mississippi State, Southern Miss – the guy who was on there, he uh, – y'all might be – I'm trying to think of his name. Um, He even managed uh, – was an assistant manager for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Anyway, he played for Mississippi State, but he was the first baseman, and he got a stomach bug and was out for a series. Well, a guy by the name of Will Clark stepped in for him. Well, Will Clark mm-hmm. went on to hit, like, three home runs and 12 RBIs that weekend, and that guy lost his spot. <laughs> so, that's how that happened. It
0: happens yeah definitely so randy let's let's head on over to Tennessee baseball tell me about the weekend obviously the pitching continuing to do its thing that's uh picking up a little bit i mean i I think uh you you can tell me are are those issues that we had or questions that we had in week one are they starting to go away as far as what Tennessee is capable of or are they still lingering? You know, it's it's really hard
3: because uh, they started the season off testing themselves in, in a tournament in, in front of MLB scouts. They would never take that back. They want to do that. But I think that when Tony Vitello came on our podcast and he mentioned it, and not in the same vein, but he talked about, you know, having the daddy hat and the fur coat and how each team needed its own identity, its own thing, and they can't rest on the laurels of the season's past because that doesn't matter anymore. It's a new season. So to me, and I I mentioned it when Charlie was just on with us, no losses are good losses. I don't really believe in that. But what I do think is if you get punched in the mouth early as a young team, and they are a young team, um, it helps you get refocused. We knew what the pitching staff was going to be. Did we think it was going to be as dominant as it has been? Because I think that's kind of getting lost in the shuffle here. We talk about, and you mentioned it too, and I don't know you know it better than anybody, how good it is. But when you look at the stats over that, their ERA is less than 1.15 as a whole staff. That's everybody from starters to your into your bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is insanity. And 70 I don't care who plus you're
0: that's 70 plus innings where you're giving up almost less, you know. Yeah. You're giving up one run.
3: Yeah, that that's uh so that with tonight's game, they've 80 85 innings. Is that yeah, okay as they had a run rule game. But that's that's crazy. And then is. for the bats, I think you're still looking for the consistency. You just get Maui back. I think that was a huge distraction. Vitello being out for the three games, Maui. And everybody kept telling me, a couple guys sliding in the DM saying, listen, the word is that Tony is self imposing the suspension in hopes that it'll get Maui eligible immediately for the midweek game. And I'll be danged if that's not exactly what happened. Tony serves the three game. Maui's eligible. Tony's eligible. We're back in business. We're playing College of Charleston. I think this is the one thing I will say about are they are they lingering issues. Competition, the level of competition matters. They've been playing some teams. that are a little bit outmatched. There's no, no offense to Ch- College of Charleston or Dayton or anybody else or even Gonzaga this weekend. Um, but I think they're really – Tennessee led the SEC last year in pinch hit at bats, and uh, they're really carrying that tradition on. Tony really likes to mix it up right now. To where when we get into SEC play, we don't got it figured out. Their one constant, like LSU is Dylan Cruz, is Blake Burke and probably Jared Dickey. They're hitting a lot more home runs now. DB, today, they walk Blake Burke in the top of the, no bottom of the second inning. Bottom of the second inning. The game is 3 nothing. It's not out of control. And then in the fourth inning comes back up and they pitch to him with a runner on. To explain that to me.
0: With the runner on second? Yeah. But he so just got- hit it out. You, just, you got a spot for them. You decide, you know, I'm just not feeling it in the second inning, but in the fourth, I'm definitely feeling like. We- yeah. So they're not scoring
3: as many runs. That last year, I think what they averaged, Jim, you the know, nine or ten runs a game. I mean, yeah. it was insanity. They're not going to be that team this year. I don't think that is where they're going to be. But their pitching staff, all due respect to Blade Tidwell and everybody that has come before them. This pitching staff is not only the best in the country right now, in my opinion. That's the best that I've ever seen Tennessee have. And that goes back to the Todd Hilton days when they had a bunch of arms and Garrett Crochet, all that. They've had dudes, but this guy, Seth Halverson, being back, having Xander as your midweek guy. Not, that, not even mentioning Chase Dolander, Chase Burns, Drew Beam. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's
1: the thing, yeah, because you 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 mentioned Xander and you mentioned Seth. Those are two guys that are weekend starters on any other team, and they're team. midweek guys are relieving.
3: Well, look at Joyce, Uh, uh Ben – no, not Ben, Zach Joyce. Zach. He All he does when he comes in is strike people out. I think he's faced like nine batters. He has seven strikeouts. If you're a bullpen guy, DB, you're a spot guy, and you come in and that's all you do is strike out seven out of nine. Come on, man.
0: How much more efficient could you be? That's I mean, that's what you want because you want a guy in and in, inevitably you're going to come across this scenario in more scenarios than, than you can imagine when it comes to relief pitching. It is you need a guy that can get you an out right now. It's not, it's it's very rare where, oh well, I need a guy, I need a reliever that can come in and eat up some innings. Yeah, that's true. But right in this particular moment, I need a guy that can come get me an out. And like having that in the pen where you could just call on them and go, Hey, man, I need an out. Oh, by the way, I need like six outs. You got me? No big deal. You still
3: got Kirby. We didn't even mention his name. I mean, they're just so arm tight from top to bottom. I just, and I'm not getting too excited. You know, they're, I think they've won eight games in a row now and it's looked good, but people lost track of that. The two games they lost. The Pitching was still really, really good. And Jim mentioned it about the strikeouts. Paul Skeens, is, he looks like an absolute freak. He gets 11 strikeouts. The dude's dominating. What does not – Chase Dolander and Chase Burns come out, drop a dozen on him just to have one more than Paul Skeens. Tell me it didn't happen, Petty. It happened. Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: <laughs> well, who they got
3: this weekend? Gonzaga, baby, and I think they've won one game. I, I don't expect it to be a lot of uh, – I hope it's not a lot of fanfare. But, uh, look, we only got two more weeks. It's just happening fast. We got two more weekends of non-conference play, and then, boom,
1: we're in it. Yeah. It'll be be be... another
3: month. No, this very month, Jim and I
0: will be
1: together. 30 weeks. Baton
3: Rouge, Louisiana.
1: Yeah, I was going to look. I actually think it's a – no, it's – yeah, it is okay conference play because they're at the start of the road. Because I'm gonna go watch Sanford at LSU and then I'm gonna do Notre Dame at Wake Forest, which would be the start of conference play. And then it's Arkansas at LSU, and then it's Tennessee at LSU. So I'll be I'll be three of the next four weeks, I will be at LSU and two of those are, are conference play. I'm ready to get DB. to the couch, boys. Like I'm excited <laughs> about this experience. It's hey. No, that's a great
3: experience. But I'll ask you a question, D B. As a, as a guy that's played in college and you coached in college, if you have the distractions that Tennessee baseball's had, you're trying to implement a new staff, you're trying to do – and I don't mean the pitchers because those guys know what they're doing. And you got Frank Anderson. He was suspended for the first two games. Now Vitello is self imposed suspension. Maui's not uh, – he's not eligible. If you're a coach, if you're Josh Elander, you're an assistant, what's your message into these guys and how do you keep a group of 18- to 22-year-olds focused on the bigger prize.
0: I think the message is it's clear. You, you guys know what the expectation is. We need to go out and do it right now. I don't care about necessarily what the score is or how we get it done, but we need to do things the right way, do things the way Tennessee baseball does it. And we need to figure out how to win bottom line, those three things. That's all you got to say. You know, what I think is, is crazy is that, Um, With all of that, Tony V just goes, you know what? I have enough trust and faith in my guys. I can sit out these games and we'll continue the train rolling. Jim, did you know now,
3: because Tony Vitello, this is his third suspension in three years, Josh Elander is undefeated
0: as the acting head coach? I did know that. That's what I was going to ask you, Randy. At what point do they start trying to – pick this guy up somewhere like right now it's, i mean it's, that's yeah right that's that's what i'm that's what i was thinking i'm like his his stock doesn't get any higher andy i can't that.
1: remember who i wrote you said that um it was somebody significant in the baseball world told me he had no business being um oh it was the sec umpire that said he did a lot of Tennessee games he said that dude has no business being an assistant
3: he doesn't but that's also why so you know, it's the sense of family. When Tony V hired him, he had played under Tony V as a coach. I think there's a loyalty thing there. And also with more money coming in and everything, they gave Elander a pretty big bump. He just had another kid. Should he be a head coach? 100%. But does he – It. you know how it is. You're about to have another kid. At some point, you, everything is crazy in your life. You want one thing to be stable. I know I do. I don't need everything to be moving at all times.
0: Let me Let me ask you this, Randy. And we then we can move on. Is there a better job as a head coach than Tennessee?
3: Than Tennessee for him for him being an assistant?
0: No, no. I'm just saying, is there a better head coaching job than than Tennessee? Would mm-hmm. would there ever be a time where oh, we're gonna see. go get Tony V. and then Elander just? takes over what they've already built there.
3: I, Man, it, you know, Arkansas fans would probably hate that I even say this, but I think that if Van Horn retired, there would definitely be a lot of rumors that he would go there because he's from there. He played at Missouri. We know that, but that's a – I'm
1: not buying that.
3: I don't I would, think never, Tony I would never leave, leave Knoxville.
1: There. I would never leave he's Knoxville. He's the
3: mayor. And think about this. We know this for facts. We were told this by credible sources. LSU did reach out to Tony Vitello. And if you're not going to leave Knoxville because of what you built for LSU, who would you leave for?
1: Yeah, and and then you and you talk we talk about the college game days with football and everything. I mean, why would you leave somewhere where they love you that much? When is the last time because I don't think it exactly exists,
3: when's the last time that a Tennessee baseball coach was ever a story on that campus? When
1: was the last time a baseball coach was that big? You'd have to go back in the day day. Skip Bertman, I guess, was the last one. But Skip still didn't have that
3: personality, though, that Vitello. I don't think it actually exists. DB, you probably know better than I do, but I don't think that exists.
0: No, I mean, it's it's when you can create the – I mean, you can tell Vitello's got fire, and you can tell he will get in their ass when needed. But, like, you can tell, like, there's a lot of fun that goes on – on that team. And I think when you can mix that with guys going out and, and doing whatever you ask them to do at a high level, like it's, it's a tough, like you not, everybody can do that.
3: I got one more question for Jim, you know, Jim, the rumor that, that you and I were have both been told and read was that the reason that this Maui Ahuna thing came up was that there were coaches, at least one coach, that put an inquiry into the NCAA. Is there any doubt in our minds that that was Tim Corbin at
1: Vanderbilt? <laughs> Probably. Because I
3: think it was him. Probably. He hates Tony Patello.
1: And, and I love what you said, and, and I had already heard this from um your fellow brothers. It was, it was brothers.
0: Paul, Paul Mineri.
1: Uh, your 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 fellow brothers on Twitter um, that he he self imposed that uh you know so many people were losing their mind about him being suspended but I had already seen a lot of your boys say that he did it to himself so he they were losing their mind over nothing
3: yeah they kept talking about the cheaters and then come on man first of all just for everybody that doesn't know the story Tony Vitello they got him the the tampering was that he booked a flight to visit him and Josh Elander to visit Maui before the transcript was officially filed with the University of Tennessee. He booked a flight, bro. We're not talking like he booked a flight for Maui. They booked a flight for themselves to go visit Maui before the transcript was filed. So let's miss me with all the they cheated and they cheaters never prosper. Because it looked to me like Tennessee's prospering pretty well. They they were just trying to
0: save money on a fight. They're trying to get the best deal. Yeah. We're just going to Lawrence, Kansas to visit the sites. This this is what I picture. I picture – Tony V and whoever he went with sitting on one side of the plane in the same aisle. And then in the very next aisle, I see Paul Maneri with a trench coat and glasses and in like a newspaper, like peeking behind it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's how I picture that happening. Now that's, I, I thought it
0: was Tim Corbin, but you, Paul Maneri <laughs> makes way more sense. He calls the NCAA. He's like, Hey, this is uh Paul. I mean, Tim, uh, I, I I just need to report something. Is this HR? This is Mall Paneri. Thank you for coming. <laughs> oh man, let's uh let's get to South Carolina, man. Uh, South Carolina took on a, a scrappy Penn, Penn uh Quakers team, man. An Ivy League team coming down. Uh, you got to um,
3: tell them your line, DB, that you said you
0: texted me. Oh man, I forgot. I don't look. Uh, I didn't forget. This man said they
3: were really <laughs> talking a lot of ish to South Carolina. But not the ish that hurts their feelings in a minute. It's like ten minutes later, they're like, "What did he just say to me?"
0: Yeah, that I real mean, it, cerebral shit. It was really, really chippy. But like, you could see, and the reason I said that is because, like, you could see guys, you know, like, like fucking Noah Hall goes out there and he's dominating. He's like staring down the pen dugout, and he's like bowing up and like you can tell he's verbalizing things to them but like you never saw Penn do anything so that's what I was picturing like they were like analytically like like (laughs) doing certain things to get under the skin but South Carolina didn't realize it until after the fact and they're like oh that dude
3: said what (laughs) so that makes it so much worse though right
0: yeah man it, it does because a like not only did they outsmart you and outthink you and like said some stuff that you thought wasn't that big of a deal but then you realize oh man they got me not only did they get me but they really got me in all facets yeah damn. Near so deep. yeah so it, it was it was a good series um you know one of the things that i'll, I'll say about south carolina they're 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 hitting um we knew when we had will sanders on he talked about the pitching we knew the pitching was going to be much improved and and, and good um but the hitting i mean they've got they played 16 guys so 16 guys have made appearances and got multiple ab's and 63 percent of those those batters are hitting over 300 and you got braylon wimmer ethan petty and caleb denny all hitting over 400 with Braylon Wimmer almost hitting you know 500 and they've all started every single game you got Wimmer with four home runs uh Petrie with five home runs Casas with five home runs McGillis and and uh Messina they don't even start and those dudes have five and four home runs as a team they got 27 they're leading the country um so I think you know looking back at what Will was talking to us about he said they had some hitters but I think they're Exceeding expectations, you know, as far as what they're doing and, and and relying on the long ball a little bit, but they're also getting pitching to follow that up. You know, Will Sanders, 2-0 ERA um in nine innings, he's 1-0. Noah Hall, 0.68 ERA and 2-0 record in 13 innings. James Hicks, 0.00 ERA, 2-0. Uh, and Jack Mahoney, he's got a, a 3.2. 270 RA and he's one and zero, Um, but the bullpen, man, the bullpen's eating up innings. Um, Eli James, Eli Jezerbeck, and uh Kate Austin all eating up innings just coming in and and like what I saw this weekend, clutch crucial situations with guys on base having to get out of innings to to keep them, you know, ahead. Um so South Carolina is is playing well. I mean, despite what you might see in the scores they're not gonna just totally just demolish people but they're getting timely hits they're getting big timely hits but they're also getting pitching the back of up so got a Clemson team not a very good Clemson team four and four but um there's some there's some legacy behind behind that name in baseball so got Ooh, them got them coming question. in town this weekend so we'll, we'll see what happens Jim
3: it's going to you first speaking of speaking of Clemson they get swept right and instead of the coach talking about you know what they could have done different instead he takes that opportunity to talk about how mouthy they were and how they ran down the hill now i I, maybe i know where db stands maybe i don't but if if me personally if you don't like getting swept and you don't like them celebrating on your field don't get swept.
1: Right. I mean, that's that's what it's always been. It's no different than even Daniel. He don't like the bat flip, but if you don't want him to flip it, don't give up the home run. It's been simple. He's going he gonna to bean you afterwards, but, like, I shouldn't have done that. But I'm still yeah. hitting you, though.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously what you should do and what people actually do is predicated on what they're allowed to do and what makes those things happen so we all know for every action there's an equal opposite reaction correct mm-hmm. for sure. every effect there's a cause that created it so just like you said randy if you don't like those things happening don't let
1: them happen. Well, And and that's a perfect segue into the next team daniel because i don't know if you saw the clip i'm sure randy saw it uh TJ McCant's first game back, by the way. Um, that poor kid, uh, he lost his mom this past year to cancer and then because now through it, and now um losing another family member. So he missed Friday and Saturday's game, shows up to Sunday's game, hits an absolute tank, and he admired it the whole way, Daniel. And as he's walking, the catcher from Maryland decides he's gonna have like words for him, and then TJ turns around and shoots back. But TJ did not give a damn and he was admiring his home run and he's had a rough week by all means. So, you know what, man, do what you do, kid. Yeah. I mean,
0: obviously, I mean, the the Maryland catcher isn't probably doesn't know what all is going on, but I mean, catcher called the pitch. Did he not? <laughs> sure did.
3: I mean, I mean-, <laughs> I mean, we've been there though. I was a catcher too. I, I was always gonna be that guy. If 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 I saw something I didn't like, I was saying something before my pitcher could, for <laughs> sure. But TJ earned it. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and man, yeah. Shout out to that kid. You know, he battled through that last year and and did well in Omaha. And hopefully, man, the, the kid can avoid tragedy for the rest of the season and and be able to focus on baseball. But with that, um, Ole Miss and yeah, everybody was all over them. You know. Friday after they lost Daniel. And I tell you, I was there, man. And we, I booked him for a reason on this show. Jason Savickle can freaking deal, bro. Um, obviously, first team, awesome name. Yeah. Uh, first team all conference. Um, he was making the Ole Miss batters look silly, but come Saturday and Sunday, um, the showers came, you know, the Swayze showers came. Uh, Ole Miss absolutely teed off. And so, um, that's what I expected. So with Maryland, just, you know, as them as a team, I didn't see much outside of, um, the one-star pitcher as far as pitching Ole Miss, the bats woke up, um, looked really well. Our boy, Grayson Sanye, I thought it was great to talk to Hunter Elliott before the game. I can now share the news that, that he told me he's only going to be out two to three weeks. Um, does not have a torn UCL, will not need Tommy John. So shout out to, uh, to hunter man can't wait to see you back on the bump but he told me and, and you'll love this daniel as a pitcher and I text you about this but this is for everybody else to hear i said man is he, is he ready you know is, this is a big time big game, uh game against a you know a ranked opponent and he goes if he faces adversity i think it will be good for him he goes i don't even think it'd be bad if he got punched in the mouth he said because i'd rather him have it now than later and it's weird to hear a teammate say that they want to see their teammate struggle but hunter was just there last year as a freshman and he understands that, and and he wanted to see Grayson have to battle, and I thought Grayson got that. He he walked four batters, hit another batter, really struggled, but he fought and only gave up two runs, struck out four, and so he, he got punched in the mouth, and he had to fight adversity, and I think if you were to ask Hunter afterward, because I didn't get to talk to him afterward, he'd probably say Grayson got exactly what he needed. Well, I mean, and
0: long story short, Hunter is now going to be out a few weeks so that that lesson needs to be learned like asap cuz they're going to rely on him to to you know bridge the gap and pick up some slack while while Hunter's out um but you know I, I guess Jim quickly kind of go through Arkansas, Mississippi state and Wake Forest um start with Arkansas and and
1: t- let's talk let's start there and then we'll work our way through state and week um hagan smith continues to be fantastic and they they uh are sticking to van horn um has it set in stone how he's been doing this uh our other guest cody adcock is the first guy that comes in uh, every friday he has he relieved Hagen, um and he he has been great and so that one two combo on friday has been fantastic uh Oh, the kid Wagner, man, he's absolutely raking. He it started, um, in that Sunday game in Arlington, and then it's continued. Um, Saturday, McIntyre bounced back, had a good performance, but it is, um, you know, Eastern Illinois or whatever. I think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. um, then Sunday, man, uh, a wasted performance by a guest of ours. A uh, Hunter Holland, man, goes out there and uh, shoves for six inning, only gives up one run. Um, turn turns over. Uh, I think it. I think it was like four to one. And uh, the bullpen just got absolutely blown up. And that's why a lot of people, you know, Randy was talking about how people jump on these teams for one game. They lose one game, Sunday game to Eastern Illinois, and all of a sudden Arkansas is not that good. It's, it's one game, you know. And and bullpen had a tough, and, and, they, and they had a lot of young guys, and so it is what it is. But Arkansas, nonetheless, took the series, which is what you've always told me to do at the end of the day. Got to take series. Wow. Um, Mississippi State, man, Friday night, dude. Kate k smith has not struggled like that in his uh in his mississippi state career um walked way too many guys um ended up giving up a five spy got pulled um but um i will say shout out you know i love bringing up our guest man brock tapper the freshman from dc um he came in and gave four scoreless innings of relief man um looked fantastic and he was a guy that they weren't really planning on using that much and he and he comes in second weekend gets used um they still got whooped that game he came in you know they were down like eight nine runs um but then they bounced back saturday and sunday dude and uh and even sunday may late them and then i i know randy loves a good troll on twitter you're playing arizona state sun devils they hold the pitchfork and anyway they use that same pitchfork logo and said stick a fork in them so uh way to bounce back and then the midweek game. Go down to Pearl, Mississippi. Play our boys, uh Southern Miss, uh Dustin Dickerson. Dustin Dickerson actually had a big game, but in the eighth inning, the bullpen, man, blew it. Blew a four-run lead, Daniel. Mississippi State ends up winning. So they get a big game in the state of Mississippi midweek. Uh obviously, Southern Miss is a ranked team. So two out of three from Arizona State, and then Southern Miss. So Mississippi State's looking pretty good. Uh the the fan base has stepped back from the cliff because me and Randy see it constantly. Mississippi State will be the first ones to walk to the ledge. Um, and then the last one's Wake, man. We we really ain't got much to talk about. Rake Forest, I get it. They're not playing anybody big. But, dude, the way Brock Wilkin leads the nation in home runs, um, Adam uh, Cesare, who's going to be coming on um, right behind him, um, he he leads in RBIs, and those dudes are just pounding. And then their, their pitching staff, we knew it. They have two projected first rounders. They got Rhett louder. Um, they're doing their thing, man. I, I really feel like when you look at these teams that we've talked about, LSU, Tennessee, South Carolina, Wake Forest, um, you know, obviously Ole Miss Arkansas State may not be up there, but a lot of these teams, I mean, these are teams that should be there down the stretch in the end of the year. Um, one note on the Arkansas, obviously, y'all know, um, but for those listening, uh, Brady Tiger left the mound uh, clutching his elbow. Um Numbness in his, in his hand, um, uh, not feeling very good about what everybody said they saw and what I have heard. Um, so, um, man, prayers out and hope that the kid, um, he's electric, man. I, I would really hate that for him and for Arkansas. I, I think y'all would both agree that would, I mean, when we're talking about a team that's championship aspirations, that's they already lost Jackson Wiggins before the season started, their Friday night guy. I think losing your closer, that's oof.
0: yeah. I mean we we talked about it earlier uh, when you got a guy in the pen that can come and and, and slam doors and 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 get you out and get you through um innings with with guys on and and hold on to leads and restore leads and and keep you in games like that's a that's a valuable commodity and when you remove that from from the rotation you you got to fill it with somebody and I I don't know who's there to fill it um, but if if I had to guess, they're they're gonna figure it out. Um, hopefully, you know Brady's not out that long. He can do a little rehab stint, get himself back, and by conference play, he's he's ready to. I mean, go, Hunter but... Elliott
1: gives you optimism, right? Because everybody yeah. down and thought he was, and here it's just two to three weeks. Absolutely, um, but.
0: Let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about biggest surprises and disappointments, and I'll, I'll give you mine real, real quick. Surprises to um, Alabama and Duke. Uh, you look at them, and we weren't real sure about where Alabama was going to be um, this year. Right now, they're they're they're, they're quietly um, ranked and 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 moving their way up. Um, when you look at some of the individual, uh, statistics, you have some people, you know, in those categories, but when you look at the team statistics, they're there in a lot of them on, on both, um, uh, offense and defense. So, um, shout out to Alabama for, for, you know, maybe proving and some, they're one of wrong. only
1: eight unbeatens by the way.
0: Yeah. And then you got a, a Duke team that, um, Playing well, they had a loss to, to St. Joseph's and a loss to Liberty. Um, but then turn around and go to East Carolina and, and beat those guys, you know, handily nine to nothing. They got Wake Forest coming up in two weeks, so I, I guess the, the verdict will be out on them, but it, it it might stack up for, you know, if Duke keeps doing what they're doing, they, they might be a, a good little series to to check out. On the other hand, the disappointments um you know obviously USC and, Air- and Auburn ended in a tie that's just a disappointment all the way around until I thought it was the biggest disappointment until I heard what Randy told me a few minutes ago about the lightning delay and runs being negated and giving a team a win when they really didn't earn it um I would say they're on my list of disappointments and um dustin dickerson's such a good guy but i think southern miss is on on that list too right now they they you know we we talked about them being the best team in mississippi um and then they turn around and they kind of gave the game away i think to mississippi state this well and they lost two to
1: three to illinois on top of it so
0: so you know it's it's they're they're in a spot where i mean it's it's none of those games matter um but you definitely don't want to lose um, when you're a team that is supposed to be, you know, up there doing their thing. So, but um, I'll let you guys kind of share y'all's uh, surprises and disappointments. Randy, I'll, I'll let you roll through it,
3: man. Um, yeah, I don't know if it really should be a surprise, but, um, you know, even though they, I think they did lose tonight to South Florida – um florida state that's been a surprise for me with just the way that they dominated the tcu series taking two out of three winning that 10 to one game um and i think for disappointment i have the same one i think southern miss we did we talked about it we had dustin on um i think they can get it together but i think that for me you know they it's been a disappointment uh so far they a lot like i said though, a lot of time to get it together and i think disappointment and this isn't going to go to them as a team disappointing means like um just hate the way it's gone so far and that's for Arkansas man just having these these injuries in your pitching staff when you really thought that was going to be the strength of their team uh that that kind of sucks you know from where I'm at and I think it was a good one you said Alabama that's a a surprise I think I had them pick last in the West Jim where did you have
1: them? Uh last in the West I still got them last in the West I Alabama. did too to be honest. To be honest hey you know what I don't Texas A
3: and M, that's got to be a disappointment. Well,
1: right? damn, Dan, you couldn't just hold that because my that was going to be mine. They've been awful, Texas. A- I did Texas. We A&M, did say they were going to take yeah. a step back. Yeah, Portland takes two of three from Texas A and M, so that's easily my most disappointing. Randy, on the the most impressive, I have two of them, and one of them is going to make you laugh because we both had UC Santa Barbara in our top twenty five. And I removed them after a couple losses, and um, I can't remember, but they lost to somebody good, so they really didn't even warrant getting knocked out. Was it Oregon State? I think it was. Yeah. The well, then yet. they turn, then they turn around and sweep Oregon this weekend on the road, and so UC Santa Barbara is by far I can make the case for most impressive, and a team that I mean they they clearly. Uh, they saw my top 25, saw I took them out, got pissed off, and took it to them. And then the other one's got to be, even though we know how good ECU is to beat UNC, uh, they only play two. The third game um, is uh, postponed or rescheduled or whatever. But ECU taking two of three from UNC in that environment. I don't know if y'all saw the videos. The we Talk about somewhere we need to go, guys. It um, has nothing to do with our team. dude. We got to find our way to the jungle at some point because ECU just looks electric.
3: They did, except for when Duke came in there and put it on
1: that ass. Put it on. Man, but that's the thing, man. If you look at the midweek games, and man, how many top twenty-five teams lost midweek games yesterday? There was like eight of them. Like the Daniel was talking about that. The midweek games, they just those t- those teams are really trying to look to build their RPI, and they're going to give you everything. Whereas the 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 better team is just kind of going through the motions, trying some guys out, trying to see if there's somebody that will play on the weekend. A show. Which 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 makes me want to ask the question, Daniel. Um the the injury could have happened at any point, but most people immediately and I bet Randy even probably thought this. What was Brady Tiger doing out there on a Wednesday closing down a game? Getting getting work, man. You it's gotta gonna, get them bullpen guys work. That's a lot different yeah. than a starter.
0: Yeah you're gonna you're you're gonna there's no better work than live work whether you're in the game or throwing the live hitters. He's going to, he's probably slated to throw a pen anyways or throw live anyways. So he might as well go in the game and, and, and work on some things. I mean, he was going to throw, I think the injury would have happened regardless of whether he was just getting work. In well, that's pen yeah, because that's was,
1: why, that's why I said that. Cause Daniel, you've all, you have been adamant. It's not uh if but when and it's just i mean you look at these guys the last few years and you're right i mean it's i mean they keep they keep happening and happening and it's just i mean it's just it's a matter of when so i think what we're seeing is
0: and and i'll I'll, before we do some picks i'll leave, leave it this little last little caveat i think what we're seeing is there is a rapid like increase in the way that we rehab after an injury, especially uh, a Tommy John type injury, but where we're not able to keep up is the prehab to prevent it from happening, which is
1: these whole purpose in life.
0: Right. And I don't know if there is a, because these guys like are training at levels, they're fine tuning everything. It's like, so pitching specific for velocity and movement and everything like they've done such a good job of the science behind what needs to happen to get you doing those things that you may not ever be able to prehab these injuries because in my opinion right now i just think it's inevitable especially when you're throwing 90 plus miles an hour So um but i um I guess we'll, we'll we'll run into some picks here. I know we were. We are. We got a couple games. There's not a whole lot going on, going on. I mean, obviously we got our our teams playing some 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 games, but DBU and Southern Miss. Uh, DBU's coming off a close loss in extra innings. Actually, I think it was that was their first three, loss three or, too, man. Yeah, three or That's four runs. four run loss, but um. Regardless, they're you know they're they're pitching really well right now. Um, they have just as good of a shot as any, and I think they go into Southern Miss, and I think they beat them. Um, that's my pick.
1: Go ahead, Rain. Same. I'm go- I'm riding with them too, DB. You must <laughs> go. The only reason I'm going to go the other way is uh, I believe between Illinois and Mississippi State, Southern Miss is going to have a real salty taste in their mouth. They're at home. Um, They're going to be looking to bounce back. Um, And so I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to say they take two out of three and get the series done. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if DBU goes in there. And handles like Randy said, it was an unfortunate way they lost the other night. DBU is a is a very good team. Um, something that we expect from that program. So it'll be a, it'll be a good one. That's the reason why I put that on this slate because I feel like the two that I put on there are easily the most entertaining um series of the weekend.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh can we please go on a crusade to
3: get people to stop thinking that teams like DBU and Grand Canyon? And Cal State Fullerton, all the are not good teams. Like, where did we get so lazy as a well? That we know the answer to that. This is not football, this is not basketball. I mean, that's what people kept trying to
1: say when Cal State Fullerton was giving Stanford all they wanted. They're like, this ain't no joke. And then, obviously, to your point, GCU, TCU, or TCU, GCU beats Tennessee, and everybody's like, who's Grand Canyon? It's like, do you watch baseball?
3: I mean, that's so ridiculous. Just go look at the prospect list and look at GCU it has three or four guys in the top two hundred and fifty. One guy, I think he's in the top fifty. The shortstop. I mean, that that no, team, he's, he's looked- not
1: even. Top- he's top ten.
3: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, not to mention, you know, his dad played a lot of years in the pros. Like the dude comes from good stock. That team is good. And did you see him play against Tennessee? That atmosphere was crazy. They sold the thing out. They got a beautiful backdrop. Come on, man. And it's not just. It's not just the SEC that's good at baseball. Right. Um,
0: and it's just the area, and I think it's just there's so many good teams in the SEC. They get blinded by the conference as a whole, but and they don't get to see what else is out there.
1: Well, and, well, on a flip side of that, I I will will defend some people. The coverage of games outside, I remember telling y'all. remember last year when I told you I went to watch Florida State and Notre Dame, which was a top fifteen matchup, and I said it looked like a high school broadcasted game. Like that's one of the things you also run into trying to watch these other teams. Unfortunately, the SEC, however, has the SEC network plus and everything is pristine.
0: So Miami at Florida, Jim, I'll start
1: with you. Um, You know, as much as it sickens me to play uh, pick Florida, I'll, I'll never pick fraud you in, in baseball or football. <laughs> so give me a Florida. And and me and Randy were requested to have a uh, Florida guest on today, and Randy shut that shit down quick. It's ridiculous. We
3: we got to have some. We got to stand for something on this show, and we only stand for two things: no Florida Gators and no Vanderbilt Commodores. I would break Vanderbilt before I broke Florida, though. Where you stand on that, DB? You want a Florida Gator on our podcast?
0: Um. No. But I'm not like opposed to having like it de- depends on what. Who
1: what it if was. we? What if we had? Yeah, it,
0: would, it I think. It, I think it's kind of where you're leaning with Vanderbilt. It would have to be like the once in a lifetime person.
1: No, like, I know but... who we can get, guys. So Talon from Lewisburg is the kid who beat cancer. He's had. He's been dealing with pediatric cancer for the last three years. And he is committed to Vanderbilt. He's an absolute stud. He is now beating Cancer and he is dealing for Lewisburg. Let's catch them catch him before he gets to Vanderbilt. And because he's a kid who beat Cancer and is pushing or shoving out there on the mound. That's what I'm we- down with that. Yeah. All right. I mean, There's we kind
3: of had that too, right? We had um um Taylor Broadway. Didn't he wasn't he committed to Vanderbilt? Didn't he go to Vanderbilt? For a no, like- no, that
1: was uh, Leatherwood. He, le- he left he left there cuz he academically he, he realized he actually had to go to class. Yeah. All right, Randy, who you got? Miami
0: or Florida?
3: You know, I'm kind of like Jim, I don't um I don't want Florida to be good. Um they did take an L tonight to Alex's boys JU, but so I back, think it back that,
1: midweek losses. They
3: well they they won they won last night. Well, yeah, you're right. They no, did win, the yeah, last you're week. Right. Yeah. They lost to South Florida. Shout-out South Florida because last week they beat Florida. This week they beat Florida State. Hey, maybe they're the best team in Florida. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Florida. The Gators, I think they're really deep. And if you put that weekend rotation out there with the bats they have, I mean, they're they're only behind South Carolina in home runs in the SEC. Their batting average is crazy. Their on-base um, percentages is average, crazy. That team is mad talented. I just think they'll fall apart when it matters the most like they normally do.
0: So... What you're saying, what I gather from all that is this
1: weekend doesn't
0: matter for them, and they're going to win.
1: Yes. And I will say this uh, while we're talking, because we talked about the standings in the East and our predictions. uh, Randy, at some point, we were just talking about it. um, I think he's going to have to start showing a little love towards Vandy because they are better than I think he was saying they were going to be. I don't think they're good. I
3: don't think they're good at all. They have the second worst batting average in the SEC. But they they're keep bullpen. winning.
1: They keep winning. They're they're, they're they, beat, they beat UCLA in the series. It's number thirteen. Don't think UCLA's good. Don't think they're, they're good. They're in your top twenty five, damn it. They have Because, look, man, at
3: some point you just run out of people to talk about. It. You just <laughs> got to say something. But if you look at Vanderbilt, their batting average is less than 200. Their on-base percentage is less than 250. Their their sticks are a problem. But they took man, out of three in Arlington talk.
1: and then took out UCLA, so they're doing something.
3: Look, look, let them start actually getting into the SEC. That team is going to finish fifth in the SEC East.
1: Oh, fifth. Hold on, who I, I had to As I say, so tell me who that sneaky team is that's going above them because obviously Florida, Tennessee, and South Carolina, the other three. Who you got? Who else? Since you're getting bold here, Missouri, Missouri baby. I knew it was coming, Missouri.
0: Missouri, how about that? All right, that all right. You um, know, when you when you look at it, um, pitching wise, I would say I think stat wise they're both pretty even. I mean, they're not up in the top of categories for much of anything on the pitching side but it's where Florida separates itself is is offensively gets a lot of guys on base gets a lot of base hits batting averages i think first or first or second in the country but either way like when you're getting guys on and you're getting timely hits you're going to score a lot of runs so i I like Florida's chances when you can do that. So give me Florida. Doesn't really even matter who's on the mound when you can do those things. So I'll take Florida. Um. So that's uh that's about it, man. Any any last calls there, Jim? Anything you need to talk about?
1: Um, the only thing I would shout out. I'm gonna let uh, Randy have it, man. Go ahead and uh, shout out John and Grizz. Yeah, man! Shout out to Ja Morant, and Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson
3: Jr. He um had a really he took Anthony Davis's soul. He dunked on Anthony Davis's head so hard that AD sat out tonight with a foot injury.
0: You know, that, you know who that you, you know who you need to shout out? Xavier Tillman.
3: I, I'm not gonna shout him out. I don't. I no, I'm not gonna do it. All right, I don't you want know, so so
0: so defensively, he we can has... get that from Brandon Clark. You you could, but we didn't. All right, So they
3: well, don't give him the minutes. Let, let me give I, you. I, your,
1: I agree. Let me give you the ranking order of the other night. I agree. While while Jaw had his thirty eight point triple double, and was great, there were still two things that I found to be better: the Jaron Jackson jump, which he just brought up because he rubbed his nuts on the back of the head. But the number one thing from the Memphis Grizzlies and Ray or Daniel, you have to appreciate this as a wrestling fan. It's gotta be Dylan Brooks showing up dressed up like Stone Cold You thieves. No, I'm not gonna say that. Daniel, did uh, you see it?
0: I I saw it, but like he also <laughs> does what he does on the court. I don't care. And My man showed up
1: like Stone Cold.
0: And it just makes you wonder. Like he is the most frustrating player because he does the things that Make Like, he's the type of guy that I should like. Like, he's... Until he he gets on the offensive side of the ball. Right, until he gets the ball in his hand, and then it's like, please don't shoot it. That's because
3: Tony Allen knew his role. You you loved him because he knew what he was. Dylan Brooks has no idea.
1: You know what, actually, now that I think about it, you know what actually the best thing was? and it was my wife who caught this first and sent it to me, the jaw reaction to the Jaren dunk actually might have been the best thing. Oh, okay. Agreed.
3: That, as far as a gif, meme, whatever you want to say, best
1: of the year. Best of the year. Hey, but while we're talking Memphis basketball, I got a question for you, Daniel, and it's on the Tiger side, because Randy said in group takes, I don't think you responded. I sent the video of the, the Tiger fans chanting whoop that trick. Should that be exclusive to the Grizzlies? no because it's this is what it what it reminds me of it's
0: like when the cool kids do something and then the not cool kids try to mimic it it's never the same so, it's never the same so the answer was yes the answer is no it should not. It should not. Do that. He's saying no. They oh, shouldn't. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. I I I think Jim asked it the other way. That's why I was like, yeah. Oh, he
1: he it. answered it the opposite way. But yeah, I got once he gave his answer or his explanation.
3: You know why I think that, Jim? Because I've been to Tigers games much like you guys have too, and when you go to a Tiger home game specifically, where I was sitting the two times I've been this year and last year was down low where the older people sit, and it's just fucking boring. <laughs> Them people are fucking boring. They're like. <laughs> it's all the people in the upper deck. You go to a Memphis Grizzly game, Jim, you've been to a bunch. It's everybody, everybody. from grandma to 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 Bella to Eli to Jax.
0: Everybody's whooped that trick. So uh, I, I wish, and I don't know what we would have to change for this to happen, but I wish that there was a designated student section closer to to the court And I'll say out of all like the the away games that I've like, so when they come to USF, I go there. USF is much like Memphis. You get an older crowd. You don't get a whole lot of like hostility. Um, but I haven't been to USF Memphis where USF like where they were both really good. UCF, on the other hand. It is very student friendly and it is a very good atmosphere to play in especially when both teams are good um you know like i just don't like i just think it takes away from the game like i really do I mean, it it yeah. doesn't it doesn't look good on tv when i'm watching and it doesn't feel the same when i'm there
3: but then do you have what you had in the florida kentucky where the students are courtside and they you know, put their hands on a player trying to get a ball. I mean, there's a lot of risk in that, too.
0: Yeah, um, but I think the reward is much greater than the risk. Like, is it Arizona? It's the wildcat.
3: They have the pit thing where the students are courtside and they're all over the – I I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that, uh, uh, to be honest, and this is going to be sacrilegious, in some ways I feel like the FedEx forum hurts the Tigers. Because it's not really their home, I guess. To me, they always feel like a renter. And I don't mean that negatively. I I don't, not against them. It's
0: set up. For an NBA. For for NBA. It's set up for you to be able to see, but not, like, get to that level where you feel like you're next to them.
3: Let me tell you another thing too, and and Jim, and, and I know you know, and DB, you've been to Grizzly games, but as the last eight to ten years, the Grizzlies game day staff—they're—they're they're people that put on the game day production. They're—they're they're the best. They're never not doing something with the crowd, whether it's whoop that trick or whether it's Grizz wrestling, jumping off the ladder. They're well, always doing. It's something.
1: interesting you brought that up because. Casey said it was the most <laughs> awkward moment in the world last night because Jaw member got hurt on the very last play at, at the buzzer at third quarter. And so Jaw's there, and the hype man for the Grizz is trying to get the crowd ready for the fourth quarter like they do every game. And yeah. nobody's, he said, nobody's studying him. Everybody's still holding their breath, waiting for Jaw to get up. No, I agree. Y- 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 y'all better get up. Especially hey, you, on, John Morant. <laughs> on a Memphis note, just because I was scrolling Instagram uh, while we were talking, um, uh, shout-out to the to Memphis Tigers uh, women's soccer team. They got to uh, get their rings tonight at the women's, Memphis women's college basketball game. And so, Grace and them are on display showing their baleen.
3: Shout-out to the Memphis women's um, college basketball team, too. They have really been balling out. Go ahead, Tiger. Let's go. Shout out Memphis baseball, too. My boy yeah. Carrick over there doing Man, it. How,
1: how am I – man, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, y'all remember the pictures of Jonas Sutton with Jackson at that little baseball camp? I don't know if you've seen these pictures I've been sending y'all. That, man, within two years, that is a grown-ass man, and he's hitting bombs like one. And then I don't know if y'all saw the video I sent where he threw dude out. That boy looked yeah. like Logan Tanner. Yeah, he got a cannon. Two years, a was, lot, two years do a lot for a kid. Yeah, well,
0: under the right people. So let's wrap this thing up. Let's put a pretty little bow on it. Let's get up out of here. It's, it's late, and I got some beauty sleep to get. So I want to thank Charlie Orsini for joining us tonight. What a great story. Um, you know, big things for the Lady Ball softball team. Um, you know, they're sitting in a, a very good spot uh, right now. Looking forward to what they got going on in conference play. And who knows? uh, I expect them to be in postseason play for sure. And, you know, might see them in Omaha, or not Omaha, but hoist in the national championship. Oklahoma City. Wow. I learned something new tonight. I would have never, like, I never would have thought that. Never would have thought that. Never would have guessed it. But there it is. Uh, if you like hearing Charlie's story or you just like hearing us average Joe's talk, X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook. Retweet us on Twitter. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. It's always comments, ratings, feedback, likes, thumbs up, hearts, hugs, love, even donated money to us. I'll take all that. We'll take all that that kind of stuff. So send it our way and we'll definitely see everybody next week. We got episode 16 coming at you. Where we're traveling to Knoxville, but we're gonna flip the script. We're gonna talk baseball. We gotta get the state of affairs from Griffin Merritt. So this has been the end off the bench podcast. As always, remember strong body, sharp mind, Griffin and cry all the time. We're out.